0: Chanapa, Copat Vihamma, Grief, Neko, our town. Manel, take goodness. Hovet supergames, Chapsos can keep Hamma. Anna, heart, super, hovet, ver veni e mi tu o mesperesa da te All right. alright
1: Let's roll, Hike. So, let's do this.
2: You ready, guys? We're doing IG live for the first time today, so we'll see how it goes. Hike's going to be our guinea pig. Yep. But uh, if you guys want, obviously, a cleaner uh, audio, video, and all that stuff, you guys can go to Facebook Live. Matt, crank us down just a little bit. Sorry. I think it's this. No, no no, 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 no. These, these, these. The gains, the gains. Just a little, just a little bit. There we go. Uh, happy Monday, everybody. Uh, Dr. Hike Antipalian is here with us all the way from well he was here from glendale from california, glendale, california. <laughs> well he was here a couple months ago or a couple weeks ago and uh you did one hell of a thing man you flew all the way out to the motherland to help out our soldiers which is shit man i mean it, it takes number one it takes a lot of guts and then basically in the midst of all this chaos to just kind of pack up and be like hey you know what um I'm going overseas to I appreciate it. to help everybody out. So, uh, our hats off to you, brother. Honestly, Thank you.
3: me uh, and uh, a bunch of other people that were there too. Like, there's so many people that I met there that were ballsy as hell to go there. Yeah, from the states, from the diaspora, like across the world. Um, met a lot of doctors from from different parts of the U.S., from Canada, from the you know from Europe that went out to do just that, and that did that before I even went there. So, yeah. hats off to them, definitely. To the nurses, the nurses' associations that went, that was awesome. Made a lot of people go. Uh, what what are we going to be discussing tonight, by the way?
2: Uh, well, well, number one, we'll get into, obviously, the whole artsakh situation as far as uh, what you witnessed, you know, firsthand, uh, because obviously there's so many stories and articles and uh, news floating around as far as what was actually going on with soldiers yeah. coming in. And uh, till today, you kind of don't really know what to believe and what not to believe, but um, you know, the fact that we, you know, we, we we connected again and we said, hey, Hike, you know, uh, let, let's have you back on again. Totally. Uh, I think witnessing, you witnessing firsthand what was actually going on will kind of put everybody at ease as to, um, you know, what was actually going on with the whole, what was it, the cluster bombs and all the, you know, war crimes that were actually being committed. Yeah. You yeah. saw a lot of that, what was going on. Yeah, I saw
3: the outcomes of a lot of it. Um, and, you know, like, I, I was... It was an interesting time for me because I shared a lot of stories with a lot of doctors too. So we kind of like just shared what we had seen during breakfast, like a lot of the mornings. It was like, hey, in this hospital, this is going on. In my hospital, this is going on. In the hospital at that side, like this is what's going on. And basically the general consensus was um, in the hospital in Artsakh, in Stepanaget Hospital, there's a few, the way that the medical system works uh, during the war is you have a triage hospital, a hospital right in the middle, near the war zone, that takes patients, tries to save their life, like, package them for another hospital so they could decompress for the next round of soldiers that was coming in. That was Stepanaget for the, for most of the war. They then packaged and shipped to Goris Hospital or Vardanis Hospital, and then those kind of trickled their way through to, like, uh, larger centers in, in Yerevan There were points at which, like, um, some of the hospitals in Yerevan were just taking soldiers from Artsakh via, like, ambulance, stuff like that. Rarer, but it did happen. Um, essentially, what we all saw was— we've all seen, I think, white phosphorus at this time— um, I had never seen it in clinical practice before I went to Armenia. It's not something that, you know, you'd see on the streets of L.A., you know? Yeah. Um, and then cluster bomb munitions, which I also had never seen. I've seen plenty of gun- gunshot wounds, um, like, really bad car accidents, motorcycle accidents, that kind of stuff. Stuff you'd see in downtown L.A. or, like, a, you know, like L.A. in general. The The injuries that we saw were, like, holy shit. Like, you saw blast injuries where, you know, limbs were just, fl- like, torn off. You saw... Um, Cluster bomb munitions where they had multiple holes in their chest, their abdomen, you know, their faces were disfigured because of the, the cluster bomb munitions. White phosphorus, you saw a lot of uh, – white phosphorus is really, really nasty because it's designed to burn and not stop burning. It's almost like – um, uh, like, like, It's like acid, basically. Yeah. It just keeps
2: just, just – it, it, it doesn't
3: stop burning until it reaches something that it can't burn through. So you, you'd see, like, burn marks that were deep as hell and, like – what we say cauterized, like burned in so it wouldn't bleed. That's what white phosphorus does. So it like burns its way in and just lays there. Sort of like a laser bone. type of burn. Yeah, it could go down to the bone if it's like large enough. Yeah. But the oh. burn
4: is a Yeah, kinda like laser, yeah. Where laser you're where
3: type. you're burning. Yeah, exactly. So okay. it was they're, they're very nasty. The thing that uh struck me the most is that these are like these are these were like eighteen, twenty year old really physically fit, healthy, good looking men that lost it all. You know, like the ones that survived, I feel as bad as this is to say, I feel sometimes even worse than if they had passed away because they're never gonna make a full recovery. They're gonna look, they're completely disfigured. Yeah. Disfigured uh, cosmetically or also physically where they won't be able to walk And mentally. Oh yeah, both. Em- emotionally,
2: People, mentally, everything though. Yeah.
3: They saw their friends like get blown up next to them from the cluster bombs. Um, you know, like the, the the pain of such an incident too, just the physical pain, you'll never forget. But yeah, like imagine losing your face or not being able to see. Imagine like just going blind tomorrow. Yeah. Or uh, you can't walk anymore. Or now you can't go to the bathroom. You have to poop in a bag because your your intestines are all shredded to pieces. You know.
4: That's from a vacuum bomb. Some. It, some it could be from
3: yeah. It could be from gunshots too. You know there were plenty there were gunshots too, but most of it was like bombs. Yeah, is what the general consensus was.
2: Well, yeah, it was it was one of the first wars where it was actually fought, you know, fully with drones. Yeah. And you know we have. And it, I mean, it sucks saying this, and we've talked about this for weeks now. We have our soldiers fighting with old Soviet AKs. Um, you have our soldiers fighting with, um, as far as uh, not rocket launchers, but you know, yeah, like old with, school with cannons and stuff. And you know, they're loading them up, shooting them out. What are you shooting at? Yeah, well, the artillery. Yeah, totally. yeah. It's it's kind of it's kind of sad what we had as far as uh, our weaponry, and then you have these guys basically coming in with uh, full on drones where with a push of a button you're taking out 60 70 guys in one trench
3: before the before i went um i was on reddit reddit's like a, a website with anonymous posts and stuff there was a, a subreddit called horapakh conflict mm-hmm. and you would just see all of the drone footage from the azeri side for that day and you could just see like how precise their their weaponry was and that was you know i'm looking at this i'm like you're either gonna die. Like most of the people, I think that got struck by a, a drone died, and you know we probably had less uh, injuries than had it been like a gunfight kind of a thing, because gun bullets you could typically survive if you're not you know if it's if it's not hitting your head or your heart. Like you'll, you could survive a bullet shot. These things it was just like spraying, yeah, shrapnel everywhere. So were you guys as as the uh,
1: clinicians, nurses, doctors ever? In danger or were you in a safe zone?
3: I didn't go uh, during the war. Like when I went, the war ended like about four to five days after I got there. So I was doing more of the like ICU level kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. The doctor and they had started to close down the Stepanakert Hospital is what I heard um, and starting to divert things away because it was such a dangerous time. Um, the There was a doctor that died uh, I think two weeks, two weeks before I went in Sepanaget. Um but you know the 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 freaking heroes that were in the hospital in Sepanaget those guys are those guys are ballsy there
4: was a doctor in an ambulance that was yeah I heard that too
3: yeah by a, a Azeri Armenian camouflage yes. yeah that's scary as hell because you're not
4: Comes out to help someone. Yeah. yeah. That's someone he's trying to help. to shoot
3: And someone. we, you know, like I don't even, I don't even know what the camouflage differences were. Like I didn't pay attention to that kind of stuff. But imagine like, you know, you're going out to help someone and uh, this poor guy is like in an ambulance trying to save someone's life and guy like shoots him. You know, it's, it's nuts. Yeah. Everybody
1: like and share this video now, please. Uh, these are stories that you're not going to hear every day on the news or on uh, social media. You're, basically listening to Dr. Hike Antabilian who was in the front lines in Artsakh uh saving soldiers lives along with many other nurses and doctors from the diaspora so go ahead and share it and like um so your friends family members can also kind of get a bird's eye view uh from the man himself who was you, know, you truly are a hero, like I right, mentioned. Not, you guys, <laughs> no. Not, be, do look, it takes it takes balls to fly out there, and then to be in the front lines when you also know that hospitals are being bombed. It's not like this was a organized war where you knew, okay, I'm in the safe trenches now. We're in the hospital. Nobody's gonna bomb the hospital. You knew yeah, they were, they were pretty savage, right? yeah, I get you. So uh, you were you, you. Everybody was risking their lives to
3: be there. Yep. You, you weren't hundreds of miles away from right. where the catastrophe Relative was. Relative to the yeah this. Uh, honestly like the soldiers were i don't know i they i idolize the soldiers that i saw cuz they were they were legitimate heroes for me i was like you know i'm if they if they shot me and killed me it would have been like you know accidental the soldiers were literally walking into gunfire and in drone attacks and like yeah. risking their lives every day trying to protect our homeland but but yeah i appreciate it thank yeah,
2: you but i mean going back to obviously you know you making the decision to go you know what was the idea behind it? What went through your head as far as okay, you know what? Hey mom, hey dad,
0: uh, this, is, this, this, is is this is this is what yeah, i this is this is what I decided to do. Because, <laughs> what was that conversation yeah, and, like and, and Pop's hell of a conversation? And, yeah and
2: Pops being a doctor as well, where he's you know, he's been local most of the time, seeing, you know, his son basically say, Hey, you know, uh you were one of you were, you were the one of the reasons why I became a doctor. I, I, I'm I am i gonna go overseas and help people over there what was their reaction to (laughs) it bro and what was your thought process behind it
3: initially when i heard the war was going on i'm like this is like a two-day conflict it's gonna end a person might die whatever it's gonna end like one week into it, i'm like this is boiling like crazy yeah and then as soon as i heard like hey this is full-on war and they need help i'm like i gotta do this i can't not do this and i was like you know what all in the the time that i went it was kind of a lighter time for me clinically and i had some time off so i was gonna do like a road trip to new york just like enjoy my time covid time whatever as soon as i heard the war was going on i'm like that's there's no way i could not feel guilt doing anything else than going yeah did you did it
1: ever cross your mind that you may not come back and uh if so did you have to make any arrangements here as far as look guys you know here's a will he, I, I, it's di- i mean i know it's a difficult yeah, you, topic but it
3: was comically like I, did, I didn't expect to die i don't think um you don't go into this expecting <laughs> to die I, you know, like, you know, and then I was, you know, relatively safe throughout my trip. I was doing like different runs to different hospitals. And, uh, you know, you'd take, you'd like look at the risk versus reward. Am I, if I go down this path and die, is there anything that I would have done that would have benefited more people than if I stayed alive? So you'd make that assessment every day before you knew where you were going to go. Yeah. And you'd be like, I'm not going to do this today because that's, that sounds crazy. But, um, you know, I had like joking, joking conversations with my, you know, brother and sister, I'm like, you guys can have this if I don't make it. My <laughs> you parents You take my PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're gonna Literally, take yeah. my student debt. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Mom and dad get this. are yeah, gonna
1: yeah. get the <laughs> the stick? Basically. No, because I mean, look, that's reality, man. Yeah. Uh, you you're not married. You don't have kids, but for for somebody who has. Wife and kids—that's that's reality every day. Where you think about, okay, do I have everything in order? If God forbid something happens to me tomorrow,
3: it doesn't necessarily have to be yeah, at war, right? It could be and on the street, walking driving, walking. Street? Yeah. What's crazy is I met doctors that were like uh, very close to danger zones mm-hmm. that had kids, and they were like, "I still need to do this." I'm like, "Damn, I'm like, that's that's pretty impressive." For me, it's easy. I don't I don't have any dependents. Yeah. If I die, it's like my mom and dad will be sad. My sister, and my brother will be sad. No one else will that be, you, sad. Will be <laughs> sad. UCLA so like, wouldn't be sad. Come UCLA on, would man. would find a replacement. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Two days later, they have an ad for a new. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's
4: crazy. feels he's replaceable. That shows everybody's replaceable. Oh, everyone in the world is replaceable. <laughs> Pretty
1: much. Well, yeah, but you have you have sort of a unique education, and uh, I know some of our viewers right now probably are not that familiar with you because not everybody has watched the uh, first time you were yeah, on the, the COVID show one, yeah. yeah so if you want to touch a little bit on kind of because uh, you were also trying to get into uh, aerospace, aerospace yeah. uh, medicine right which is there's like a handful of them in the country Yeah. yeah. so just touch on that so people are a little sure. bit more familiar with your background uh, your father obviously is a uh, well-known physician
3: yeah, yeah. Um, my dad's a pediatrician here in Glendale my uncle's a cardiologist. Um, I followed in my dad's footsteps, and uh, then kind of quickly veered off in terms of the specialty. I chose to do emergency medicine because I'm an adrenaline junkie. Yeah, the rush. Love the rush of the emergency department. It's like crazy. You don't know what you're walking into any day. It's like you don't need even, you don't even need coffee. You just walk in. You're like, this is the best shit show ever, <laughs> and. Uh, um I don't know, during med school, I, I, before med school, I was passionate about space. I loved space, did a lot of research with space, did some of my master's work with Caltech and JPL, and when I found out in med school, there's a thing called aerospace medicine, I'm like, I got to do this. Um, aerospace medicine is a, a two-year fellowship after emergency medicine, and they're the doctors for the astronauts, and they have a chance to go up to be like a flight physician in space. Hmm. Super nerdy, super awesome, they do a lot of physiology research, and it's really cool because like... Our generation right now is going to pave the way for space travel in the next hundred years. You know, like it's going to be our generation that's going to come up with the cool research for all that stuff. So,
4: so you're a frontier in that section as far as right now.
3: Uh, it's going to take some time before I get there, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a big nerd, yeah. is is for sure. Yeah.
2: Well, you know what? You never know. As far as. With the way things are going <laughs> on Earth, everybody might be An moving van- moving to Mars or yeah, Mars, the Moon. Abandon ship! Yeah. <laughs> <when> <laughs> <are we laughs> we ship. <laughs> oh God! You should
1: be talking to Elon Musk about these ideas. To Elon? Uh, oh yeah. Right? Well, of space course,
2: space? Yeah.
3: Yeah. SpaceX. SpaceX does uh, has the flight physicians. Yeah. Do they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So when
1: when you were when you were attending to these soldiers, did you ever feel w- where were they at mentally? As far as uh, Did they all feel like the war was worth it in a sense? Or were they regretful that they were drafted or uh, voluntarily went or whatever the situation was? What
3: was their... These guys are lions, man. Like, the troops are... I've never seen more masculine, like, figures in my life. Like, these guys were like, I will... I want to walk out of the hospital right now to go back to war. Like, why are you holding me back? And these guys... I'm like, you don't have a leg. Like, how do you... These guys are ready to go as soon as they were out of the hospital. Initially when the war was going it was like these guys are I felt like we were winning the war just by looking at these people cuz they were truly had it in their hearts to go fight. There was nothing in their way to stop them from fighting. Yeah. When the war ended, um I personally didn't deliver any news about the war ending to any of these patients. Um I think it would be catastrophic. Cuz on your if you're, you know, in the ICU on your deathbed or if you're in a really sick pay- place, you don't want to hear that all of your work and all of your brothers were killed um, for a war that we lost. Of course. Give it, them time to recover physically and then, you know, and a little bit mentally and then kind of break it down. But I didn't get to see, like, what their reaction would be once they found out. I'm sure they know by now. But, you know, a lot of these patients also aren't awake. They're still in comas. You know, a lot of these patients are intubated. They have, a lot. What, what's yeah, the like What Like half, 60%? I don't know. I don't know a percentage <coughs> But in the hospital, you know, like in, depending on where you are in the hospital, in the ICU or, you know, in a in a more critical unit, you have um, most of the patients are going to be either in a coma or like really sick in other ways, but still awake. So and they they do this because a lot of these pe- patients get like um, wounds in their chest. So they have to put chest tubes in to, to evacuate air in the chest mm-hmm. and they'll intubate. So to keep you intubated, to keep you ventilated with like a ventilator machine, they have to keep you in a coma. Is that induced coma, is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. When you artificially
1: basically put them in a coma. They didn't walk into the hospital. Some of them are
3: in comas neurologically, if they had head trauma or got shot in the head, Ah. or had head injuries from a blast wound. Yeah, they'll still be be in their own coma where you're not medically inducing them into a coma.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
3: So when, when they
1: are induced into
3: a coma, you have full control over when you wake them up? You do, but you don't tend to wake them up until you know that they can breathe. Okay Because if if they can't breathe okay Your automatic instinct is to pull the tube out of your throat It's very uncomfortable to be intubated Intubation is when literally you take a fat straw And you put it into your trachea So that we can breathe for you Super uncomfortable You have your gag reflex You have your cough reflex It's a foreign body in your your throat Mm -hmm. It's really, really bad So you put them in a coma to keep them comfortable And you also sometimes paralyze them So that they don't breathe so that you can have the ventilator breathe for breathe them. Breathe for them, jeez, yeah.
2: Christ, bro, I can't even imagine. Yeah, it's that. a lot of
3: it's a lot of stuff. You should see the IV poles. Like it's like IV poles, with like tons of medications running through them. You see, like all these plastic tubes going into their veins with like medicines. You know,
1: how how would it, Was there any supply shortage? I mean, what were you guys dealing with as far as IVs and medicines and beds and gowns and everything else? I mean,
3: initially, so when I went, um, I took my own supplies with me because I knew exactly what supplies I would need like I don't I didn't want to come to a point where I'd be like shoot I wish they had these supplies. I'm like I know exactly what I need. I'm going to take whatever I need. But they're all how, disposable. How do, how many do you take? I took four. like yeah, plenty enough, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, I had plenty. How, how many suitcases did you go with? I took 4 suitcases and then we shipped a ton with cargo. And w-
2: as far as US customs and Armenian customs,
3: it was very easily done with the Ministry of Health. They like helped me. They gave me paperwork to just walk through customs with the with the stuff. I didn't it wasn't that easy, but like yeah, I mean, they, like, obviously, it yeah. It's yeah, not like yeah.
2: you was like, hey, listen, this is what I'm... But you the had to day jump started, through a few hoops, yeah, basically.
3: Yeah, yeah, You have to, like, send paperwork, send what you're taking with you. Took a lot of meds, took a lot of, like, uh, combat stuff. Um, and then, you know, by the time the war ended, it was like, okay, now we have a switch in supplies, what we need. We don't need combat stuff. Now we need rehab stuff. Because now we got to treat all these wounded soldiers. All these 100,000 Artsakh refugees, what do you do with 100,000 people out of nowhere? They have a ton of medical needs. You know, and it's like when... when um, after the war, we were working on, like, primary care clinics for the Artsakh Refugees, and I'm like, you guys have, like, a lot of stuff you guys need help with. They're, like, they're there's older, sick people that are, like, you know, normally sick. They didn't go through blast wounds, but they have, you know, all these, like, they have really bad diabetes that's uncontrolled. They have heart problems. They have, you know, arthritis, all, these, like, all yeah, this stuff going all on. All the normal yeah. stuff that you see here, but it's 100,000 people that have it all of a sudden. So those weren't prioritized, I'm assuming, right? The soldiers were. Probably. Now, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. it's just a, and I think the soldiers are still going to be prioritized for a good amount of time because uh, they're going to have a lot of rehab needs. These bones don't heal after a war ends, you know. Like these, your spinal cord injury doesn't heal after the war ends. Your your brain trauma doesn't heal after the war ends. You're still going to need a lot of stuff. Yeah. Your hand doesn't grow back after the war ends, you know. Did Jesus. you did you guys have any supplies from let's say? Russia or any other countries. I think Russia countries? donated. I didn't use any Russian supplies, but I know Russia donated some stuff. Or I think I know that there was a good amount of Russian doctors. I don't know if they didn't donated stuff themselves, like the Russian government, but. Well, Armenia's
4: um, majority of Armenia's medical equipment is from it's Russia. It's from Russia, I'm sure, yeah. I mean, the medicine-wise, it's the majority.
3: Yeah, all the – I'm like, what is what does it say? Because yeah. <laughs> all the Russians in Russian. Yeah. I'm like, I could do anything else, but is because, it Spanish? Well,
1: I asked because I would get <laughs> daily messages about, well, you know, we need these antibiotics. Now we need these um, uh, tourniquets. Now we need – so – but It was
3: a little uh, – uncoordinated in the beginning, I will say. In the beginning, I was like, I don't even know what they need, so I'm just going to take whatever I know I need. Because I don't want to go there and be like, oh, actually the thing I was planning on taking isn't there. So um it was a little uncoordinated, but when we by the end of the war, uh, the medical supplies were okay. I would say. There's still some things they need, but uh the war's gone now so you know it's not going to be combat stuff. Yeah.
4: So. But it's time to get ready for the next
3: Yeah. Rehab, re- rehab needs are going to be huge. The mental health stuff Armenians in Armenia don't believe in mental health much, I'm yeah. going to be honest. They don't know what PTSD is. They, they, I don't even, yeah, they probably like you know, drink some vodka and it'll yeah. go away. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah. The more you yeah. think, the come more on. it's going to come, come back. on us, come on us. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: He needs cigarettes. Harry weird. had a question. I don't know if you know
3: the answer to this, but how many injured
1: and post-operative patients are in the hospitals right now? Do you know?
3: It's such a difficult thing to answer because it's not as coordinated as here in the U.S. Here in the U.S., you can, like, Google it and, like, find an accurate answer from, like, an hour ago. Or call the front desk. Yeah. Or, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there you call. Oh, my God. Before I left, I called the front desk for, like, a few hospitals. I'm like, do you guys need me? Like, should I come there when I first start? And it was such a confusing situation. Thankfully, like, with the Ministry of Health, they just, like, helped me out on where to go. But
1: So the Ministry of Health was expecting you and was greeting you, right? Yeah,
3: yeah. They knew I was going. Okay. Um, uh, there I work with an organization here too, the Armenian American Medical Society, um, and they helped coordinate everything. Like it was, it okay. was very seamless uh, in terms of coordinating everything. I just didn't know where I was going to be until I kind of like a few days before. Wow. Yeah. Um, Vahan says Armenian soldiers are the modern day Spartans. A hundred percent. Without like honestly, if if you took away weapons, if you took away like any other artificial like advantage, and you just put them like like in a coliseum. Ten out of ten times, the Army to win. Like these guys are like their souls are are so passionate of and so course, real. Man,
4: it's easy to kill a sheep. It yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It's it's easy to stop. Stop.
1: stop. We agree. Remember, we have, remember, we have that. to stop calling them sheep. Stop.
4: We're not doing that. Is now. there like something? about like right. No. All right. all, this, right. No, no, all no, right. No. 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 We the, just talked. Did about. you we, guys? We, did,
1: you, did we, you guys see the the guy that was, which one killed while alive and what they did to his head? No, I don't want to oh, watch shit like about that, bro. Yeah. I don't watch this they stuff. They pretty much beheaded him while he was alive and put his head on a sheep.
2: Are you serious?
1: Yes. So, the more w- you know, we we have to. Fuck. I hate to say respect them, but we have to be more respectful toward the enemy. Not not think they're
3: morons because
1: apparently they're not. They
0: they, had they planned this war for than we yeah. Did, so yeah. well,
1: that's the problem. Right they weren't.
3: Now. Yeah, they weren't morons. Unfortunately, I think in this case we were the morons. To be honest. Yeah. It's time and we all Armenians learned that, right? We need to be accountable for our actions. Like the, we, the problem we is, mess this up. yeah,
2: the problem is right now. And we talked about this last week as well. Is right now they're reloading, literally they're reloading, oh, yeah. and what we're doing is we're at war with each other trying to figure out who's going to be sitting,
0: hundred <laughs> percent, who's, who's going to be sitting we're in the big far, chair. Yeah, we're who still, gives a shit
2: who's right, going to be the prime minister? Who gives a shit who's going to be the president? they are literally reloading as we speak this five year ceasefire don't be surprised if they actually come back and say hey listen that ceasefire agreement you know what we want more of what, we want more right. land there was that one general did you guys see him he was an Azeri general who sp- who spoke fluent Armenian oh, really. yeah, yeah. and this piece of shit basically said uh, after after we take Garabagh, we're coming after Yerevan and he was like and he would say, he was like, wow. As in, you think that's your mother, Armenia? That's actually our mother, Armenia. That's crazy.
1: Now, again...
3: That's overly ambitious, yeah, but, it's, but...
4: It's not far from reality.
3: We're yeah. surrounded by a bunch of enemies. <laughs> like we, It's not far from yeah. reality.
4: So at
2: this point, it's more of like uh, you don't sit on your ass and wait uh, to see if they'll pull the trigger or not. You start preparing yourself.
3: 100%. The other thing, too, like we need to... We need to make friends with a lot of people. Like we can't sit at this alone, like we did this time,
2: bro. That's the problem. We do have friends. We had Russia as a friend. We had France as a friend. We had Germany as a friend. Or
4: we had too many friends. How about that? I don't How think do they were we true two friends. Two I mean, mean,
3: they were true friends. F- they were. We have, well, you have
4: too many friends but not true friends, yeah, I agree. Let so me. T- you. You have Pashinyan talking great about Europe and the U.S. He's got his own side, right? When he's turning his back on Russia, yeah, this is Russia's way of teaching him that was mess up. where he belongs.
1: Well, one of the, f- one of the mistakes that, that was so deliberately made was, I, I forget when it was, we recently had a meeting with the uh, Russian foreign minister. Typically, when you have foreign ministers and you're in a meeting, what do you, what's the first thing that you're supposed to have organized? You put their flags
0: Right, mm-hmm. not no, necessarily. Yes. No. no. Of course, you have the no, flag right behind. Only,
4: them. only, and only if it's the prime minister or the leader of that country. Okay, but if it's not, you can have just Armenian flag. Just Armenian flag. Yes. Oh. Well,
1: I'll s- I'll show you a picture. I forget if Putin was there or not. But I don't. I think that was very disrespectful, especially after they're the only country that stepped in and saved your ass. Put their goddamn flag there.
3: Don't be an yeah. egotistical moron sitting just on your own flag. The other thing too, it's like we we want to westernize Armenia, and I don't think that's a good idea. No, it's not. I don't like. I and I'm not a political guy. Like, talk to me about medicine. This is all like not <laughs> my expertise. But you know, there there comes a point where you have to understand who your superpower is in your region, and you have to scratch their back for them to scratch your back. To think that the United States of America is going to be good friends with this tiny little country that has no resources, not happening. Is not going to happen. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. And it's we've we've said it before. It's. Everybody's going after black gold. And Turkey and Azerbaijan are sitting on thousands, if not millions of gallons of this shit. Right. If we can't supply anything to our Western allies or whoever we want, basically, wh- ever hand we're holding, if we can't help them with anything, they're not going to help us. So at this point, I mean, we ha- we we've been holding Russia's hand very, very tight as far as big brother Russia. Again, there's a lot of political stuff that went on as far as... Internally, We don't know what happened exactly, but right. it, it to us it seemed like basically Russia kind of turned their back to us and said, hey, listen, um, you're on your own here. Now, again, this might be because Artsakh isn't part of Armenia and we've been trying to preach Artsakh is Armenia, Artsakh is Armenia, and, well,
4: apparently it's not.
3: Apparently it's not. The thing that I will say to the diasporans is be like the best person you can be in the diaspora. Take some of that knowledge and take it back to Armenia. Help Armenia grow in whatever way you can. You don't have to live there. You don't have to repatriate. But do whatever you can to support the country more than just monetarily. And even monetarily. Do what you can monetarily. Fine. But at the end of the day, if we don't increase our skills in Armenia, if we don't increase tech and other things that we can do without natural resources, then we're not going to be a notable country and we're not going to be useful to anybody. That's what I would say.
4: Hike, your passion, one of your passions is uh, with aerospace. In the communist era, a lot of Armenians were involved in... Right. Uh, we have an
3: Armenian astronaut that flew with NASA.
4: Yeah, from here. Yeah, yep. But during the communist times, a lot of Armenians were involved in the totally. their space
3: stations. Armenia was like a scientific hub. And yeah. they
4: still have some type of uh, something that has to do with space, which is huge, but it's halfway built. Do you know what it's called? I don't know too much about? about that.
3: Yeah. Very interesting. I'll look into yeah. it, but I don't know too much about it. But, yeah, I don't doubt it. Like, Armenians are – like, some of my best professors were Armenian. And, like, you know, these people are old-school Soviet scientists. You know, like, you don't mess with that kind of stuff.
2: See, what surprises me is, you know, Armenians are very, very bright individuals. And, you know, Armen Urujan, who is basically uh, part of – what was it? It was FAST, right? The, fa- yeah. the FAST company that he was basically part of. is trying to build a Silicon Valley in Armenia, trying to create, you know, the tech capital there. You know, we got a lot of bright kids over there, bright individuals, very smart. I'm I'm literally shocked that we weren't capable of building drones ourselves. Oh, man, I'm with you. Like, I'm
4: literally shocked I'm we weren't, so in, we weren't we able we to. We talked about that, but we had the drones. It's just the government didn't uh, invest in those guys it, that where, had the If drones. we had the drones, where were the drones? No, no, no The I government heard. didn't invest in making many drones. Well, the government so these, invested into a lot of other things besides These small drones. companies came to the government and showed them what they had. And how much it would cost to order how many of this, but the government just never funded those programs, so that's I think, where the problem. is. I
3: think what needs to be done, like m- literally immediately moving forward, is we should have two funds: one that's gonna fund like the rebuilding of the country, and one that's gonna refund, that's gonna fund our military. Because without any military backing, we're not gonna. If this is gonna be another shit show in a few years. Hockup mm-hmm. had a great question. Um,
1: when you arrived at at the hospitals how were you received and were, w- were they asking you for input advice? Were they receptive to you? Were you, ta- were you, were uh, you kind of the lead role or
3: were you following one of their lead physicians? How, how was the overall structure there? That's a really good question. Cause before I went, I was warned a few times by a few people. They're like, when you go, they're going to give you a lot of like a lot of trouble because they're going to see a doctor from America challenging some of the ways that they do medicine. Because some of the ways they do medicine is not the way we do medicine here. Completely I'm not, different. Yeah. I'm not saying it's wrong, but it's I true. wouldn't do it myself. <laughs> You're um, saying it's wrong. <laughs> I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm just but saying it's wrong. But it's wrong. I wouldn't <laughs> do it myself. Did you,
1: did but, you, sorry. Did you? <laughs> are, it's low. Are you guys kind of? What is it? I, I can barely hear. I feel like. You want me to turn you up? No. I can hear you. Oh, you can hear me. Can you not hear me? How's that? Me? Yes. No, you, you adjusted something. Uh, did you? I didn't adjust shit. Did I didn't change, touch anything. Did you change the tone of my voice? What do you want me to change? you, you Messed something up.
2: What? Do you sound like a twelve-year-old girl <laughs> now? <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're concerned? At least twelve <laughs> years. Hi, <do. laughs> <laughs> 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 No, it sounds weird. My, my volume is low, guys. That's does does Arm here? Let's 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 help Armund out a little bit. Does Armund still have his sexy deep voice? <laughs> no, no, look, he's gonna start blushing now. There we go. Come on, ladies. Uh, <laughs> John, John,
1: John's gonna be honest here. John, yes. I'm sure John's the that, only one that. John just said <laughs> mute Armund. <laughs> <laughs> that John? Uh, that John? So funny. Sorry, oh I, God, I didn't because I I've been struggling with this. Voice the whole time, that's why it's okay, you know. You know, we (laughs) can't be sexy every (laughs) week.
2: You
3: do have a radio voice, yeah. yeah,
2: You sound like Michael (laughs) Jackson, that's what John said. (laughs) There you go. I'll show you, it when I see you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, people. We
1: tend that, to digress. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> so, yeah, about their medical procedures and all that, you wouldn't yeah. agree with.
3: No, no, it's not that I wouldn't agree with it. It's just it's a different way to practice medicine. I think the outcomes ultimately became the same, like whether you did it Western or or the way that they do it. Mm-hmm. The um, the the bread and butter stuff, like the main stuff, everyone practices it the same way. It's just little finesse things here and there. So their medicine, you know, I'm not going to criticize their medicine at all. The way I was received was a good question because immediately before, when I decided to go, there a lot of people told me it's like, "Hey, like you might not be received very well because they're gonna see you as someone who's bringing knowledge threat. that they don't agree with." Yeah, kind of a little bit. I didn't get that at all when I was in Armenia. I was immediately welcomed. Um, I, you know, we set expectations as a as a team. I told them what I could offer. They told me what they needed, and that's how things went. Ultimately, what I what I'm really ex- what I was really excited for, and the thing that really makes me the happiest right now, coming back was I was able to teach a lot of the doctors there how to use ultrasound.
1: Ultrasound. How wow. to use it for
3: critical things, uh, how to immediately, like, ultrasound, we all think of ultrasound as like, oh, like, is it a boy or a girl? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Their penis. Or... Oh, yeah. It's literally, yeah. Is it
1: there or not? not. <laughs> <laughs> Gonads. Well, yeah. It doesn't matter these days anyways. But <laughs> no, no comment. <laughs> <nothing. Yeah. laughs> well said, buddy. Well said.
2: <laughs> He'll decide when he's 18. <laughs> yeah. it's So oh, great. Or <laughs> Jesus. Anyways, I can't comment on anything. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> He's just blushing. I have a job.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't can't have a job.
2: I
0: can say love, whatever. Advantages <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, so about the weather.
3: <laughs> um, so ultimately, like in terms of a trauma, in terms of like an emergency situation, yeah. when you use ultrasound, you immediately know what's going on with the body. Like you can figure out: is there lung collapse? Is there heart? punctured is their heart working okay without without any of that stuff immediately with, with with good ultrasound technique you can figure out are they bleeding to the abdomen wow. you know like even if you can't see the bullet hole you could tell where they're bleeding from with an ultrasound it's awesome so that's what that's what i ended up teaching to a, a few hospitals uh to a, like a good amount of doctors and but they have
4: the ultrasound machines
3: a few doctors from america did amazing work uh, oh my god like amazing work donating a bunch of ultrasounds and then i took a few with me too Nowhere near as much as what some of the other doctors ahead of time did. Because when I walked in, I'm like, they already have these ultrasounds. I'm like, perfect. That's great. I could teach them with this. So it was great. I mean, I think, um, again, from the medical standpoint, I want to, like, say props to all the doctors and nurses, whoever else donated medical supplies. Because by the time I got there, like, th- the structure was really good. And, uh, you know, it was a lot of people donated a lot of money and a lot of supplies to do, to do that. But. Yeah, it was crazy.
2: I mean, being good. being an ER doctor, obviously, you know, you mentioned it yourself. You're used to that whole adrenaline stuff. Uh, the adrenaline rush. Getting into Armenia, go, and you were in proper Armenia, right? You were, you, or, or were you in? Yeah,
3: I was in proper Armenia, and then the hospitals around proper yeah. around uh, Artsakh.
2: Okay, so you know, heading there, obviously, you there's a completely different adrenaline rush as far as you being in Armenia because now you're in the motherland. Yeah. Uh, what was your reaction as far as, you know? Now you have soldiers coming in, you know, groups at a time, I'm assuming, where, you know, you got a uh, severed leg here, bullet wound here, you know, uh, cluster bomb, you know, uh, victim here. How was your reaction time there? Did you adjust right away or did it take some time to kind of, you know, get your, you know, get your gears going and get your feet wet?
3: The, The situation where like, you know, like 15 are coming in at once doesn't happen as much as people think. That's, like, more of a, like, a, ER TV show kind of a thing. Those uh, those in Stepanaget, I'm sure, had that stuff. Like, that, there were, I think, eight doctors in Moscow that were in Stepanaget. I'm sure they had, like, vans full of soldiers coming in. Once they were in Stepanaget, like, afterwards, it was more like, we're receiving this patient. Heads up. Like, this is what you have about this and you patient. you
4: have full information by that time. Not full no
3: information, so. but, like, enough where it's, like, they're like this is some of their prelim findings or whatever. Or, like, they're coming. They'll be here in, like, 15 minutes or whatever. Or, like, you know, you, like, you get a, an FYI about it. And so you kind of know how to react, Um, you know, in any ER situation, you're going to, as soon as you see the patient, you're going to adjust accordingly to like what they need. But in the zone, as like a, as a doctor, you're not thinking emotionally. You're literally like looking at the patient. You're like, what do I need to do right now for this patient not to die? And then you adjust what you do next, what you do next. So it's not, I'm not very emotionally like affected by what I saw because I've seen enough death, like just practicing in an ER. It sucks the things that hurt me the most, like, emotionally I've had some, like, nightmares in there since, since arriving is seeing the patients that were, you know, young and normal people lose their so many abilities afterwards. The ones that hurt me the most, were the, that are emotionally have affected me the most are the ones that are still alive, but they're going to be debilitated for the rest of life. I believe in heaven and hell, and I I hope to God that, you know, the soldiers that died went to heaven. So I I have a justification for death, but the ones that are alive and that are going to suffer for the next few years—that's the toughest part for me. Shit. Yeah. Yeah.
4: How about amputees, do you think we have a huge number of amputees?
3: I think it's I. There's a good amount of amputees. Again, numbers-wise, I don't know because if let's say 3,000 Armenian so- soldiers died, I'm sure there's like maybe double that at least that are injured, like significantly. So
4: going off of those numbers, you basically saying maybe about seven eight thousand. Yeah,
3: but it's such a rough, rough estimate. Estimate, yeah.
4: Hike going forward future wise, with you just talking about the ultrasound and teaching them a few things with yeah. that. Do you plan on dedicating more time and going back man. for training purposes? At oh least? my
3: God. I literally so I, I live off of goals in my life. Like I have a set amount of goals and they're very easy, like uh, clear goals for me. And if I don't reach those goals I feel really bad. One of my goals now one of like the three main goals that I have, is to at least work in one of the hospitals there, if not one of the teaching institutions, and teach medicine there in Armenia. Work or like go occasionally to volunteer some like, time. not work full time, but like at least a few months out a of few the year. Months. Yeah. Wow, yeah, That'll that's my amazing. goal. It'll be awesome, man. Like, yeah. and that's the thing: we all offer, we all can offer this kind of stuff. You don't have to be a doctor to do this stuff. Definitely. You could be like anything and and teach it there. They, it's Armenia's a sprawling, growing nation, and we can make a huge impact just by taking some of our skills there. Anna made a comment earlier about how Armenians have the brain, but we don't have the work ethic. Did you I experience d- that? Yeah, or no. Not at all, no. The Armenians have maybe more work ethic than I've seen here sometimes. The, the Arme- like no, Armenian you people can't say
4: that. Just looking at Armenians here, yeah. you can't say that. Right?
3: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think, I think we actually but have probably, the reason why we succeed in America is because we have such a work ethic. I think we're hard workers.
4: What Anna's probably talking about is, yes, there was a time in Armenia that people who had relatives in America, they just wouldn't want to go out and work. I don't think that's the same
3: today. I didn't. I went there. Yeah. The first time I went to Armenia was like 15 years ago. And it's such a different place from before. Before it was like there were beggars on the street. And I was like, this is such a weird place to be. Now it's like sprawling, like beautiful. You know, country that, you know, I, th- I think people... The
4: beggars are there, but I think the beggars are moved, Hike. I feel like the government's yeah, doing a great left, job of yeah. hiding the beggars. They might be. But they're there. But it's not as much as you would expect. And for us to say that, sitting in America, talking about our own people and... Our Man, area, there's homeless people down the street it. over here. Yeah. yeah.
3: It's like, what happened to LA? You know, like, you have homeless people everywhere. The um the other thing, too, like, Yerevan is a European city. Like, to be honest, if you, if you go to Yerevan... Like this week, like if you go to Yerevan in the last year, you know, like if you haven't seen it for a while, go because it's it's freaking it's a beautiful place. It really is a beautiful, beautiful place to be. But what what is the young generation doing there as
1: far as aside from hanging out at cafes or maybe going to school? What 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 is it truly that they can look forward to once they graduate and get
3: get a science degree or uh, that's a good whatever question. Whatever else that's offered. Them? Yeah, the job market. I. I I think you're hinting at the job market, and I don't know how good the job market is there. Because I actually, when I was there, I'm like, I might want to move here, in a few years. I don't know, you know. Like, I, I, it would be ideal for me to repatriate one day. One day, start uh, a family in it, Armenia. Huh? It'd be, be awesome.
4: That's, <laughs> the, that's the shiny eye you, ah, you get right out of here. here. Well, <laughs> the
3: job market for you is different. You're no, but even for me, it's way different than uh, than the, uh, was what I was expecting. Well, the pay pay wise, I'm sure. Yeah. but but
1: as far as You can go anywhere in the world and there's a need for a doctor
3: i'm sure i'm sure and i get you like for other professions it might be even more difficult um but yeah it is it's a it's that's the that's the struggle is the what do you do when you get there and like once you graduate from there what do you do people are leaving Armenia because the job situation is not good i think again if you have a country whose economy is booming you'll create jobs in the process to get that economy booming like look at Tumo and all that stuff. Like the you know the tech that's going out of Armenia. That didn't happen overnight. That happened because of you know the will of the people, the the will to work, and then also the diaspora's help. Because this
1: is this is what I was talking about. Uh, I think it was last week, um, where we were talking about development in Armenia. With I was discussing it with my wife Ani, and I said, uh, I said you know every everybody wants to move to the states and. She's like, well, I don't think everybody wants to. I said, okay, let's pretend I have a green card for, the, for a family of five, ten, whatever it is. Let's go to Armenia tomorrow and offer it to a thousand different people from thousand different villages and cities. How many of those thousand families will decline that if I said, look... All I need is your
3: name and last name. Here are as many green cards as you need for your whole family to fly to LA.
4: Maybe 10% would deny it.
3: You think they if would? That's I, th- I think it's getting better, though, than it was in like the 90s or early 2000s. Yeah,
2: outside of Yerevan, I think I'd say maybe 98% will take it. Yeah, anymore.
3: maybe outside of Yerevan for sure. But in Yerevan, I don't uh, think, I don't maybe think it's closer, so. Maybe closer
2: to what you said, maybe a little bit lower.
3: But I will say the trend is decreasing, where Armenia is becoming a better place year by year. To the point where maybe you'll reach a point one day where it's like forty percent. I
4: depend, wish we get you know. to a point where it's the opposite, where ninety percent would go honestly, back. honestly,
3: forgetting the economic stuff, uh, like this is why I'm like I, I, I had the thought of repatriating after this trip. Forgetting the economic side of stuff, like your rich life here, driving a nice BMW, whatever, whatever, the materialistic stuff. Man, you go there, you literally are a person. You are a whole human being in Armenia. Everyone is out on the streets walking. You could talk to anybody. You talk to a cab driver. It's like you know their grandma. You know, like everyone is a collective community. And the beauty of it is, when you're working there, you're helping your own people. You don't think so that, different.
2: You don't think that comes from, you know, the blood as far as the Armenian blood in you, kind of feeling like it's you know, when you're,
3: at, you're you're at home. Yeah yeah totally. I when I landed there I'm like this feels very weird because everyone around me is speaking Armenian. I can't bust out that language well, When to, were you there last? Hide? Before this trip. It was a while. 15 yeah, 15 it was a while years. ago. How is your Armenian by the way? It's good. I can speak it, okay. read
0: write
3: it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a uh, it's a uh, hey, of read I can read it. I went to Armenian oh, done school. Look at that. Yeah. The yeah. I mean,
2: we can do it too, but we re- we read like first graders, if that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, it took me a while, <laughs> man. But when you're Depends immersed on the font, <laughs> <Yeah>. I know. <laughs> it's if drink.
3: it's all caps, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I'm done, man. <laughs> if it's cursive, it just looks like. Oh, scribbles there's no way, us. man. There's no way. Yeah, it took uh, me like 45 minutes to read a first sentence. Like on in the airport, I'm like, wait a second, this was somewhere in my brain. <laughs> uh,
2: there's like a doctor with a UCLA ta- with the embroidery just staring at a screen <laughs> yeah, for know. like 45 <laughs> minutes. They're like, what's? Wrong Are you with okay? <laughs> I'm
1: trying to read that number. It's the same in all languages. Languages, <laughs> <laughs> probably probably oh happened. God, oh, um, Anna had another good question. Uh, she says, "You know, you know, Anna's from the Armenian report, so she oh, Anna." Cool. By the way, thank you for hi al- Anna always hi, reporting Anna. up to date hey news from <laughs> Armenia. She she stays up till God knows when, four, five, six. Awesome. To oh, make she's sure she, been she's been going through yeah, hell recently. To make man. sure she has the latest news for all over Armenia reported oh, awesome. reported to the diaspora. Uh, so her question was that. Um, what did uh, what did you do, or some of some of your colleagues do, to make sure that you weren't captured by these areas? Because it, it looks like there were a lot of hostages taken by I don't areas. think
3: in, in terms of like the diasporan doctors I don't think any of us were like allowed to go in the trenches and like you know provide medical aid to a place where you'd be captured by Azaris I
4: don't think he got into yeah. Haraba I didn't, per se. like. Yeah, he was in Armenia yeah. Goris and Yeah, it Widerado, was like right? nearby hospitals yeah, so yeah. they're both near the border going into Artsakh yeah. but they're not inside Artsakh I
3: went into Artsakh like the day after the war um, like pure, purely by chance things worked out that way but yeah I, whenever I went it was like you're not gonna be allowed to go yeah. straight into like the crazy unless
4: you have dual citizenship if you have yeah. the Armenian citizenship and the US one you could get in but if you have just the U.S. citizenship, they will not let you into Artsakh. Yeah. You I, I knew a guy that flew out from here to go fight and wasn't allowed. To. Oh yeah, I've
3: heard of that too many times. And you the need other a visa thing, or what's the what's
1: the? No, I think uh, you or, need to or have
3: Armenian citizenship. Citizenship. Ah, yeah. okay. The other thing too, the hospital in the hospitals in Artsakh were on their last limbs when I when I went. Stepanaket. When I went, it was like yeah. These are. I not think new. they
4: were working all all the work being done at the hospitals in Stepanakert were all underground yeah and it was all
3: like keep them alive until they can get to the next hospital nothing it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't stuff that I would be useful in either you know like oh man John asks can we
1: build rehab facilities for those injured soldiers who need uh, lifelong care or are there
4: any that exist
1: I don't
3: don't know if there's any for soldiers yeah
4: from the 2016 war I know there was a center built uh, in Yerevan that rehab center was built but it has a very low capacity maybe about 30 or 40 patients at a time. Yeah, I don't... I don't. I but did, which is going to be nothing with this word yeah. I just had. We
3: have a lot of military hospitals, I will say, but rehab centers I haven't seen. Much. Yeah.
4: Guys, we're going to get into
2: COVID. I know there's a bunch of you asking about COVID, COVID, COVID. We will get into COVID. Uh, in the meantime, obviously, like, comment, share the video as well. We'll get into COVID very, very shortly. We're still touching base on uh, Armenia and Artsakh because there's obviously a lot that we want to... Kind of cover and and you know get obviously a hike's perspective as to what was going on and we yeah. what we can do as the diaspora to help as well. Um, as far as as far as military aid is concerned, was there anything as far as uh, military aid going into um, Artsakh from Armenia from Russia? What was going? Did you see anything at all? F- from from that I don't aspect,
3: know, I don't know militarily, like the aid situation. I can only speak to like the medical stuff, but yeah, I wish I wish I knew.
2: Was it was it as bad as it as it looked here? As far as the weaponry, was it still literally like what we were talking about Soviet Soviet old Soviet? What I saw against? the
3: day after when I went to like uh, when I went into Artsakh, um, their military stuff looked pretty good. I'm not gonna lie, like the Armenian. I, Again, I'm not an I'm not a soldier. I've never fought in war. I don't I don't know what typical military gear looks like. I'll go shooting like in the Burbank place here yeah. every once in a while, but um their military stuff on the ground looked new and looked good in condition. I don't know about like air capacity and stuff like that, but you know, I don't even I don't think it even mattered though. Like none of this was a ground battle. Did you it have any conversations
4: with any of those soldiers? Yeah, that... totally. And majority of the con- did you hear anyone give you stories about Azeri's dressed in Armenian military uniform coming past them, going around the back?
3: I didn't hear any of that. What I did, some of the things I did hear, and I again, this is all like anecdote, and I don't know if it's true, but I did hear from some of the soldiers that they felt like they were winning the war, just being told to pull back often. I don't know how much of that is true are you serious and then i've heard i've also heard from from other soldiers saying that it was complete bloodshed on our part where we were we were dying left and right so you take that with a grain of salt you can take it the way you want that's why for me like politically political opinion wise i haven't put out anything like i don't i don't i'm not in medicine if you don't have enough answers for a diagnosis you don't just treat a random diagnosis So for me, I can't be like I'm anti-Pashinyan or pro-Pashinyan because I don't know enough to to come to that conclusion. And I hope that Armenians so far take that advice too because if we all like hunker down and choose a side, we're going to create rifts within ourselves without enough data is what I would say.
4: Right now is the time to just be quiet.
3: Yeah, be quiet. Get information. Be objective. Don't be subjective. Get information and then take this from there. Anecdotally, I have information from both sides that would convince me either way. So
2: were there were there rehab centers in Armenia as far as for the soldiers? And were I they, didn't, like, fully?
3: Yeah, I didn't see enough rehab centers, like, in terms of – I didn't go to any rehab centers. I went to most of the hospitals. But um, I don't think we have enough rehab centers. The other thing, too, like, they, they're they, Armenia still is kind of uh, behind on just basic medical stuff for, like, older people, which would use rehab centers. They don't have, like, geriatrics and things like that. That's well-established <laughs> yet. There's There's a doctor that's working on that stuff right now and doing an amazing job, but – we don't have that infrastructure, I don't think, yet mm. for, like, good enough rehab. But, again, this is, you know, this is something that we're going to have to see in the next few weeks how this is going to play out. Yeah. yeah. Naira says, uh, I think every single Armenian diaspora is ready to
1: donate for any investment. Um, she says, we need to be united. And she says she's ready to move to Armenia six months out of the year. Awesome. Uh, work for my country as an MP, a nurse practitioner. Um which god bless you naira if you're able to do that um, yeah a- anybody to that could obviously contribute in any way if you have i don't even want to call it a luxury but if you have the luxury to go there for three months out of the year six months yeah do what you can uh or even a month whatever whatever you can do uh, every, every bit helps um i i just think but which from some of the comments that that's that's the feedback we're also getting is are the diaspora still has a challenge kind of accepting uh armenia for what it is as far as you know we've dealt with so much corruption that i get it we're all concerned about well where's my donation going is is my time that i'm i'm spending there uh i'm taking time away from my family from my career everything where is all of that resources going into? I get it.
3: I totally get it. Like I, I felt the same way beforehand too. My dad has donated a ton of money to Armenia. Yeah. We went 15 years ago. We visited Armenia, and the orphanage he was donating to didn't exist. What? Yeah. So like, I know firsthand what the idea of this corruption thing is. Like when I went, I'm like, this is why I took my own supplies. Okay.
2: Wait. 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 Yeah. The orphanage. Okay. Your dad was basically investing in an orphanage. Yeah. And when he went to visit, it not was investing, not
4: investing.
3: Supporting. Yeah. Supporting. Supporting. In it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Similar.
4: <laughs> Holy you Don't invest in it. <laughs> okay. And it didn't. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Building dividends off the to- No, yeah. And then we remember, went. an returns. investment
2: doesn't necessarily mean you go get capital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. We we're becoming accountants Smart asses. What
1: does it mean? Let's get Guy, back to okay, the topic, okay. please. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll talk about. Are you a li- financial advisor? Uh, listen, I'm not a financial, <laughs> <you're> a financial <laughs> advisor. advisor,
2: <laughs> huh? Listen, I don't want to get in trouble with our, with our so viewers funny. last time. I'm not a financial <laughs> <laughs> advisor. I'm sorry, I'm sorry if I made any. Uh, yeah,
4: once again, I wish I had listened to you on that one, though. I um, wish I had listened to A that. lot of people wish Shit. they listened to it. We'll
2: go to we'll yeah, a off camera. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, okay, you're, you're basically, your dad was sending money to an, an orphanage. Yeah. Was he sending it directly to them or was it going through? No, no, an, he was sending or, it directly to them. Son
3: of a bitch. This what is what I'm like. saying. Like, I get the whole corruption thing. But again, I will say, this is why, like, you don't need to just send money. And I'm not saying don't do send money. do it yourself. If your dad do had done it, gone yeah. himself. If he built the orphanage. Yeah. I mean, poor guy, like, he already does enough. But, like, if he went and built the orphanage. You can't, met, you can't you corrupt can't corrupt your way out of that. Exactly. You know, like, so that's why I took my own supplies with myself. I'm like, uh, I know what I need. I'm going to use what I have. I'm not going to wait for this to get stuck somewhere or whatever. Um, the money situation I get, people are scared of Armenia Fund right now. And I I personally don't think that's a good thing. I think Armenia Fund is a good organization. They just weren't very transparent when they needed to be transparent. And so people freaked out and were like, this this is a corrupt thing. And people are scared because they're donating to the government. the The government is in charge of everything in Armenia. Like the Ministry of Health tells me whether I can work and where I can work. I can't just walk into a hospital like, "Hey guys, I'm Dr. Hyde. I'm here to help." Like, "Yeah, you can't do that." You didn't need privileges or anything, right? I'm I did. Saying. I didn't I needed to get clearance from the Ministry of Health. You need to have like you need to, I sent all my degrees, all my diplomas, my my credentials here. Right, you know, but proof. as as far as per for every hospital you could you could just walk in once they gave you the degree. I think light. during yeah, exactly. During the war it was like different than okay. I think I didn't have like a badge for each hospital, you yeah, know, like yeah. that you would hear. So you like an international
2: passport of yeah. doctors basically Yeah, you can walk
3: I'm, in. I'm a doctor on TV and you just
1: walk in. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you've been on the wise net so you've been Yeah, on yeah, TV. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are so on funny. a TV, someone's TV, but on Some a TV. someone's TV. <laughs> so funny. And Rose makes a great point. She says, uh, you don't move to Armenia to get paid a lot, you move there to make a difference. 100%, 100%. 100%. We're,
3: yeah. We're, Look, we're, live here if you want. Live here for 8 months of the year, 10 months of the year. Go donate 2 months of your life in a beautiful country that's yours. That is yeah. yours. Make a difference. And you, you'll make a huge difference.
4: That that yours part is so special.
1: Dude, and we don't get it. Feeling. Yeah.
3: we don't Like we talk about Armenia so much in the diaspora as yeah. if we are living in Armenia. We're not going to understand how important this land is until we lose it. And let me tell you why. When I went to Armenia this last time, there's Syrian Armenians, Lebanese Armenians, Iranian Armenians, Armenians from Armenia, all in the same country. When the war in Syria happened, where did they go? To their motherland. Yeah. When the Lebanon blast happened, where did they go? To their motherland. You know, When there's yeah. all these conflicts, when the revolution is happening, where did these Armenians from Iran go? To their motherland.
4: So what happens? Biden happens, we all go back home? <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, it already but, happened. But, but let, let, let's, talk about, <laughs> let's talk about a
1: realistic <laughs> challenge that the majority of us have, have though. Yeah. Because, for example, my parents' generation is not going to go back and change anything. That's right? fine. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of our generation that totally. can and will. But the challenge that, for example someone like me and i'm assuming well you yours is kind of a little different because very different it's already somewhat in the works yes but for like Arno and i because all three of us have kids yeah uh when i think about it i'm like you know everybody wants to come to the u.s for for the best schools in the world for the best education for the best of everything yet i want to take my kids to armenia to get I don't know what type of education. I don't know what type of future. So, yes, the patriot, patriotic side of me wants to go and give back whatever I've, I've gained from, from, from the U.S. and give back that knowledge and some would call it wisdom, some would call it whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but, a, are you uh, sure about
0: that?
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> my expertise my my respected field. But mm-hmm. at the same time, how is that going to affect my kids' future,
3: right? Um, if I were, if I were like president of Armenia right now, I would incentivize Armenians from the diaspora to come visit Armenia first. I understand where you're coming from. Like in terms of like, what do I do with my kids? Like over there, if there isn't a good enough education, isn't that? It and that its our duty. Those that don't have kids yet, the, the not the people that don't have dependents to go and build this place up a little bit so that those with dependents can consider living there.
4: So I actually disagree with you, Armand. I, after doing our research, me and my wife came to a conclusion that all the way up to high school level, your kids are better off getting an education in Armenia. I understand the public system might not work for your child. Like My kids are at an age, it's hard for them to transition into Armenian when they're fluent in English, right? They're right. barely getting any Armenian done. Yeah. So it'll be a shock it might take three months to six months. Yeah. Let's look at all those kids that came from Syria. They lost everything. They had to come to Armenia. Yes, they had an advantage because the uh, immigrants from Syria actually speak Armenian.
3: They do, yeah. You know, But
4: yeah. my kids barely speak any yeah. Armenian. But I feel like if you give them that three-month process, going forward, I remember coming back here, coming here in third grade but everything i had learned in first grade in armenia was being taught in third and fourth grade 100 percent. so their education is actually better is the school as good as the one over here maybe not
3: there but the level is higher this is where the work ethic thing comes in i remember in college and high school the people that had just moved from armenia were the hardest working people they i felt like they were my biggest competition because i wanted to you know like get straight a's going to med school these people, I'm like, how the heck do they study so much? And how the heck do they sit down and do so much work? The work ethic is different. They and had copies of the tests what do you no, no, <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Come on, you know what and it is? You see <laughs> the opportunity
1: here, man. When they, when they
2: look to see, okay, you know what? The uh, the opportunity I have in this country is way more likely yeah, than the I opportunity you. I have there. I get you. So let's not fuck it up here.
1: Let's yeah, let's, let's th-
2: take advantage of the opportunity, get our degree, you know, go to med school, finish up yeah. and live a very comfortable life. Whereas overseas, I mean, here, there, there's a lot of doctors there, respectable doctors, very knowledgeable, very smart doctors. But as far as the pay in Armenia,
0: and yeah, pay it's, a, it's, here, way different. it's maxing, apples and yeah. oranges, man. Oh, you, yeah, can't even, you can't even compare.
3: I'd be making like a taxi driver salary here. But, I mean, yeah, oh, to yeah. There. Yeah, there. there yeah, yeah, Yeah. But
1: okay, let, let's talk about the yeah. education. You said my kids can go to they'll get better education till high school your education till high school doesn't matter as far as uh what you're going to accomplish in life Mm -hmm. right yes it's after high school that matters nobody comes to the u.s to go to high school here they move to the u.s to go to the M.I.T.s and the harvards
4: right which we have competing uh universities in europe that are closer to armenia just as good as mit and harvard and all that Inside Europe.
0: In Europe. I,
3: I think the, the difficulty is going to be is what do you do with an, with an education from Armenia um, outside of Armenia and then is you, what the biggest thing is going to be. Well, you're going to go get that degree in Europe and then what? You're going to stay in Europe, right?
4: No, no, no for my kids. We we're talking about yeah, my yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, for your kids. And they have that choice to come back and go to school here as well. I'm not... Listen, if I'm going there, that doesn't mean I'm getting rid of everything in America.
3: If we invested enough in Armenia... To where we could bring the educational standards higher, then this wouldn't be an issue. But I think th- like looking again at TuMO is a good example because these people do like high end like computer stuff that is comparable here, you know like we they they do incredible stuff. if we invested more in the education in 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 Armenia, then I think it wouldn't be an issue well, technology is kind of one of those
1: things where you can do it from any remotely from anywhere in the Trilled, world, right? right, but most other jobs you can't so The point I'm trying to make is you can grow up, you can be raised in Armenia until you're 16, 18, whenever you decide to transfer into the university system. But then you're going to go somewhere, Europe or the States, get your undergrad or your master's or doctorate, whatever you're going to do. You're probably going to end up staying there or move to Europe or somewhere else. And now your knowledge
3: is still not being applied in Armenia. You're, not, you, you're still not you know, benefiting Armenians. You don't you have, have a higher
4: chance at that
3: point. But you don't even have to live there. That's the thing that I'm trying to say. Like, repatriation is a huge step. It's not it a small step. Like, you're dropping everything from America, from a comfortable life here. You're never going to see a bomb blast even near you here. And you're moving to a different country. You don't have to do that. You could go and dedicate a month or two of your life just to help whatever way you can there. And I think that's even enough for the average diaspora. If you have the, num- the millions that we have in the diaspora doing that, you'll be fine. And you will raise this country up in a few years to the point where you might be able to have repatriation be a feasible option for the, for the mass populace.
4: And once the government comes to understand that the repopulation of Armenia is very important, that's right. when everything will start flipping around where we have the weapons to defend ourselves, not put our right. hand out for someone else to defend us. Fair. So th- if you want as a country Your neighbors, your enemies to respect you You better be ready to protect yourself Yeah, totally But if we don't take the brain power That we have in the diaspora And apply it in our country It's not going to happen yep. And we used to think about every 20 years Or 100 years These Turks would come back and attack Now everything in life is faster Including war So we need to get ready quicker Now we transition into just sitting here And uh, thinking about and talking about what the issues are it's just not going anywhere while we're just talking and beating around the bush yeah. the enemy's still getting ready and quicker and quicker Yeah, but you have to have a plan in
1: place of it. you can't just uh, in my opinion things only pan out or come to fruition plan. when there's a plan in place otherwise
3: I think uh, the immediate plan right now is fund the military uh, take care of your soldiers that are going to be injured and then focus on paying whatever debts you can for the economy. In the meantime, what the diaspora's goal should be is to support whatever they can financially. And the diaspora's goal should be to help on rebuilding the next generation of Armenia. And that's what we need to do. We ain't, like Armenia needs to focus on its stuff. And the diaspora needs to focus on on its stuff for Armenia. If we as diasporans send your paycheck, send whatever you, you need to, to fund to help Armenia rebuild. But in the meantime, find a way where you can go back physically and help the country out physically. Not only will that help the economy because you're traveling into your own country and, like, Mm -hmm. becoming a tourist of this country, but you're also going to help transfer your skills to these people, even if it's for a month or two. Like, that's literally, we don't, this isn't like rocket science. We don't need to worry about all these other things. Literally, as diasporans, it should be just focus on what you could do to bring your skills to Armenia. Money's great. You should send money. But at the end of the day, also this country needs the skills that we are so good at getting in other countries back in this country.
1: That's wh- that's how I feel. Yeah. See, I was recently reading an article about how, and this is one of the reasons why again there's there, there's that dilemma as far as trust goes. When you say, well, just send your money or your time, but and and I, I and I've seen many people share share the same concerns, which was why are the uh, politicians in Armenia giving themselves a raise for twenty twenty one. Yeah, then I don't get it. And that, I hope it, it's that not that true. raise
4: that You're talking about is like literally thirty bucks a month or
1: 30. No it's not. It's thirty it's eighteen billion dram, which is almost thirty seven million dollars. Jesus Christ you tell this is me, for real? You tell it is me real. you it tell is, me this how many war it was pre war. Who cares? Tell that's me that's nuts. People have to well that was earmarked. Go cut the ears off. I don't care if it was earmarked. On earmark, do whatever the hell you have to do. How many rehab centers? How many hospitals can you build in Armenia with thirty-seven million dollars?
3: No, I, maybe I mean, thirty-seven maybe, of them, like half. <laughs> <honest>. Maybe thirty-seven. <laughs> of them. They're expensive. These things are not. They're, they're not cheap in Armenia. they Yeah, not it that might be. Expensive. Yeah, it might be a lot. Especially rehab centers. That's you, That's and, yeah. and, l- and labor is cheap over there. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Armenia is gonna be a yeah. lot. You can do here. You might be half, but yeah. there. You here, the, here, here is like like the opposite.
2: is cheap, labor is expensive. There, it's gonna be the complete opposite.
3: But yeah, the that's the challenge. The corruption thing, I get. What I don't. Like, I don't think that uh, your money, though, if you're donating to Armenia Fund and stuff, is going into these people's pockets. Because this is the only—and re- I don't know Armenia Fund. I have no ties to Armenia yeah. Fund, like, full disclosure. Yeah, right. You know, like uh, one yeah. of the founding board members. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, what, next in line I to see, the presidency. I see a badge there. Yeah, yeah. I have like, <laughs> yeah, the Armenia Fund tattoo on my back. <laughs> 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 I all this theory. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Has like a little light that blinks
0: every time. I every time
2: somebody
3: donates, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, was, I like smiling. I was smile, wondering you know? why it was going right <laughs> <Yeah>. back there. <laughs>
3: but no, seriously. Like, I think Armenia Fund is under such a microscope right now that they're the right organization to donate to because they're a central organization that is going. That I think we should all focus our efforts on. The people, everyone in their grandma now is making up an NGO or like a non nonprofit. And that's where I'm a little concerned because people are trying to find, trust me, I know I've gotten a bunch of messages on like, how can we help like donate your cause? I'm like, I don't need anything. I'm here. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't, I'm not doing anything. I'm not, we don't need more medical. My support. cause is here. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Like I don't need anything else. Thanks. Of course. <laughs> and then they're trying to find like random Artsakh families to donate, donate to. That's not going to work because you're going to find the Artsakh families that are the most visible and they're going to get a ton of donations when the ones that aren't visible are not going to get yeah. enough donations.
2: I think it should be like if you don't if you don't trust Armenia Fund at this point find a family, adopt that family if you can. Yeah. Send them send them the I'll money directly, know know but people. I'm a little a worried challenge. about I know it is a challenge. I'm a little worried about that too. Yeah, I, it is a challenge. You,
4: again, you have it
3: to Who's to say that family's not getting multiple? So if you have adoptions? people on the
4: ground, so we have JJ and Ani Simonian both doing something in that aspect. Right. If mean, there are people on the ground, sure, yeah, donate. Ani's to got them. a team of, team of a couple guys and that so go out JJ. there. Yeah, the so people JJ. that are
3: on the ground in Armenia, fine. If they're credible people, great. Right. Like that's fine because they're they're on the ground. Like hopefully dispersing your money the right way. Yeah but if you're if you're just donating to random uh, you know like random people out there that just have their new nonprofit no i'd be a little cautious of that instead donate that money to a credible organization like Armenia Fund it's going to be under microscope you know like it's going to well, their funds are going to be hopefully visible at some point i know the know?
2: the one issue we have with Armenia Fund right now is and and you know we've been reaching out to them to try to get them on the yeah. program because um, a lot of people including the three of us have been asking listen where's it going you have all this money sitting in, in, in your fund right now where is it going to be dispersed to? Uh, when is it going to be dispersed? What are the plans? Is there a plan? Just come and sit down with That's us. That's yeah. An hour, maybe even we'll give you 30 minutes. 10 minutes.
3: Give a statement, something. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, but it, an, it's, they, they're ducking us. As an organization, they should be more transparent. Because if you don't have transparency, you don't have trust. And if anyone from our media fund is listening right now, I think you know where the problem is and why people are distrusting you. Because you're not being transparent enough.
1: Yeah. You, you'll see the level of trust when they don't collect anything during the telethon in a couple of days. Which is something oh, that's sure. concerning me.
2: That's on Thursday, and you know yeah. we, we were talking to Stepan last week about it, and I said, "What do you think is going to happen as far as with the telethon on Thurs on Thanksgiving?" Yeah, and he was concerned as well. He was like, "You know, since they haven't come out and said anything, hopefully it doesn't." discourage people from you know not do- doesn't discourage people from donating but and it no- is it's going to. Like I, to i i think it will and i hope it doesn't so i mean if you guys can on thursday they will be doing the telethon continue to donate i'm sure they're going to come out with a statement we're still going to be in communications with them to try to get them on as well uh whether it's on a monday a tuesday a wednesday that's that's going to be a special show where they'll actually come on and hopefully yeah fingers crossed They'll give some sort yeah. of statement. Anything. So this is
4: also a shout out to Armenia Fund. Hopefully, you someone could send this to Armenia Fund. Someone from Armenia Fund can <laughs> yeah. reach out to us. And there are
3: other credible organizations too. Like you don't have to just donate to Armenia Fund, but yeah, Armenia Fund's a good one. I think there's like Armenian Relief Society. Well, Arminia, there's like Ar- a Potos Foundation. I don't know. I don't know the other ones because I've only like oh, worked with Armenia
2: Fund. Well, yeah, Armenia Fund is one of the one organizations where they could tar- take very large sums of money. Gotcha of U.S. currency and transfer it over to Armenia without getting...
0: Oh, I see. Without much... Red flag. Basically by the IRS. I get
2: you. I get you. Again, I'm not a financial advisor. (laughs) I'm not a CPA.
4: (laughs) Some portion of that money did go to Armenia's government and a lot of people were questioning. I think that's
1: okay, though. They said... Stepan said 100% of the money is being managed by the government.
3: I think that makes sense, though, because the government's going to be in charge of rebuilding everything. (laughs) Yes, but when I hear about a raise...
1: Yeah, I get you. (laughs) And the government managing the money... And the GDP is down sixty five percent.
2: That that's a red flag. A How concern.
1: I'm not a mathematician. Yeah, that needs yes. to be clarified. <laughs> <laughs> and it
2: was and Louise Louise Sharamachi sent me something about two days ago. It was yeah. an article saying that uh, people from Artsakh and people who were affected by the Artsakh war would be getting six hundred and sixty six dollars. Well,
1: it was initially one thirty eight. Oh, yeah, yeah. and because of all the chaos people said what the hell's 138 they increased it to, to
3: 600, 636 yeah. yes. or
2: whatever it was my concern was this how long is that for is it one monthly? Time.
3: it's a one time i think yeah one time
2: what though. is that
1: gonna do well the some the, somebody has to pay the 37 million don't forget that how many families is that if you divide it by 668 dollars
4: I have $37 million. Yes.
3: What was this $37 million thing? The raise for the... Yeah. This is the raise for the... That's nuts.
4: For the parliament. For, for the parliament?
2: Or Basically...
3: The, see, our government is much bigger than sense? it needs to be, bro. Yeah.
4: There's European countries that have a bl- much larger population that have maybe a quarter of the parliament.
0: If any You of, don't need
3: that. If any of this raise plays out, like if they actually get a raise after this war, then the entire parliament needs to be rechecked. Because that's not an okay thing. An so the actual first thing, revolution has to take yeah, place. Then it's actual. like your government is screwing you over even after a major war and they're not doing anything right. Then, you know, let, then take to the streets, do what you got to do. Because that's Ar- ridiculous. Armenia
4: Ar- needs constitutional change. I've, I said this when Pashinyan was coming into office and he didn't do it. I don't care if he stays in power. I don't deserve to be the one to decide that. Only people living inside Armenia I agree with you, deserve I'm to have a say in that. I agree. Everyone in the diaspora, including myself, Please shut up on the on that Facebook I am, and
3: Instagram. Yeah, I'm with you, you.
4: None of us deserve anything more but to help our people back home.
3: We're we're so comfortable on the couch, like tweeting stupid things. It's like, come on, like you're not living on the streets. Like it's not it is not the same as being in Armenia making these decisions. But
4: the, as far as the constitutional, it's the only way we can fix that country. You have to have constitutional change. The Constitution is going to hold you back. No matter who's sitting in that office, until you have constitutional change, you don't have a revolution. Well, what it's about this? Thing, and I'm, I'm probably going to get a lot of shit for saying this, but uh, what do you guys think of this?
2: Being other, under Russian power.
0: Whew. That's I, a, that's
2: a that's big reality. You that's guys, a big I'm, I'm sorry. You guys are going to hate me for saying Same. this, but at this point, our government doesn't deserve uh, to run itself
1: at this point. So no independence.
2: No independence. I think uh, just like uh, you know the uh,
4: Dagestan and everything, everybody so else's like, uh, Armenia should get annexed. Is that what you're
2: uh, it's Arme- 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 you are saying? It's Armenia should be under mm, Russian well, control. The thing is, I, will we lose our again, culture again? I, I don't think we'll lose our culture because it's not. We're not talking about Soviet Russia, because the Soviet Russia were the Bolsheviks who were against religion. Then right. it was more of a socialistic type. Right, right. I'm saying that at this point, and I'm and again, I'm sorry if I'm offending you guys, but I don't think Armenia should have its own government at this point because we don't know how to run a country. How,
1: how well is Russia doing? Well,
2: right here's a, here's the thing: we'll be protected, number one.
1: Okay. We'll be protected. If we want protection, we can talk. That's you don't have to become dependent. Yeah, you don't it. have
4: to be dependent how, for protection. Bro. At the at
1: as the, far as economically, right? You uh, will uh, have. Socially, you will how well you will is have, Russia you doing? You will
4: have Big brothers
2: slapping you across the face every time you mess up on something.
1: First of all, somebody needs to slap Russia in the face. I understand because that their economy is not doing well right now. Well, who else would you rely yeah, on
4: but at Ormo, this point? At the same How is time, our economy doing? They're the power in that area. That region is controlled by Russia. We all saw it. No one else came in. No one. I think.
3: My... I think a good analogy to this is like Puerto Rico and America. Hmm? Do we want to be America's Puerto Rico, or you know, like do we Russia's wanna, Puerto Rico? Yeah, Russia's Puerto Rico. Yes. Well, what I th- think it should be. What
1: does know. America? What does the U.S. do for Puerto Rico? Everything uh, aside from. Finan- they no, they, they do a lot. They, they do a lot. They a lot for financially. Puerto Rico.
4: Aid, you think we man. get? You think the taxes you collect from Puerto Rico covers what you spend in Puerto Rico? I highly doubt it.
3: Yeah, they do a lot for Puerto Rico. I highly doubt it. Not everything. They don't treat it like a state, but they do a good amount.
2: Well, look, look at Rico. it this way: Puerto Rico is doing much, much better being under American power than it would be doing by itself.
3: But the thing then, though, is is Puerto Rico its own thing?
4: I think Puerto when Ricans you get to vote in America, don't they? I think that they got a no, vote. No. No. Do? I don't know. Maybe they do. No, 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 no. So. Or like Guam. Guam jo- is another one. John
1: there. would know. Uh, John, since you've been around well, they, since they, World well, War po- One, this, well, does Puerto Rico, Rico voted this year. Vote?
2: They voted this year. Uh, Puerto Rico
0: well, voted this well, year. Well,
1: this year, I think everybody, I think Abraham, Abraham Lincoln voted for <laughs> Biden this year. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. Did he? But when you say when you say Puerto Rico is doing better, by the way, did, did you know that a lot of the IV manufacturing is in the Yeah, Puerto normal Rico? saline is done in Puerto Rico. So, but... Overall, I mean, you can still do the same without becoming, you know, part of Russia in a sense.
0: That's the the thing.
3: The problem I have is that if we if we do decide that Russia is now our country, like because we would be a part of Russia now, that's not happening. You're gonna lose your identity as a nation, just like Puerto Rico now is much more American, I'm sure, than it was Puerto Rican. Well,
2: look at Dagestan. Dagestan is part of Russia. They have their culture. They have their religion. Their, they have their, their area. They have their area, but they're under Russian control. Armenia right now, and I, and this goes back to what I said about 20, 30 minutes ago, and if you guys were listening in, I said, Turkey is literally reloading and we are at war with ourselves as who will sit as prime minister. Nikol has to leave or this person has to sit. It is a it's become a joke at this point. That's, that's what it's become. And... They, you know, back in the day, they would always say, you know, Russia would always assign somebody to sit in power. And, um, you know, we were basically under Russian control, Russian control. The Russians were taking care. Yes, it, it, probably on the back end. But at this point now, um, I don't th- I don't see any other option because it's be- we're, we're in civil war right now. I mean, it's it, it's become a joke at the parliament. I think
3: just like how the Trump and Biden thing is going to settle out over the next few weeks or it already has kind of settled down a little bit. I think this whole Pashinyan outer-in kind of thing is going to start settling down. We're going to figure out what we're going to do. I think all these these uh, these civil war-like things that are happening are going are bound to settle down at some point. You know, we're no one's going to have. I don't think we have a civil war in Armenia. I don't think it's that bad a rift. You know, like compared to the Velvet Revolution. You know, we're not we're not there. We're not in a place like that. But I do I do get where you're coming from. The Russian thing would be a quick, easy fix to all of this because then they could help with the government. They would give us protection, no more pantergism issues. But at the same time, we're going to have an issue with our identity versus are we at a point now where we can rebuild and kind of help ourselves back up? Again, I don't know.
2: Again, I, I'm not, did, did, I don't want to compare it to when we were under Soviet control. No, no, it, I, get it's, it's I get you. It's completely
4: different. But you I, do I, lose I, I,
3: your… So you what do, you're
4: saying is becoming a Dagestan is, is an option.
2: I don't think it's an option. And I do. Think, they want I, to do that, actually. Is that I, the question? I think. I think it is our only option at this point because, like I said, I mean, and again, I'm sorry if I'm offending anybody. We Stop are not
1: apologizing. You're not on the view, bro. I'm
2: sorry. Seriously, oh,
4: I'm sorry. You're 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 still, still I'm apologizing again. You don't need to apologize. <laughs> mute his ass.
2: Don't mute. Oh, there you go. I'm still. <laughs> 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 I got I gotta say whatever <laughs> I gotta <laughs> say before I think. What what are are you? You? We are not allowed to run oh, our own government at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you got it.
1: I, it before, you <laughs> I couldn't find it oh, that was in so the good. wrong section yeah well a, couple well a few efforts. people are agreeing with you that there we you should come, be man. under russia's management not under not necessarily become part of russia but they should be managing <laughs> us but then it's like <laughs> i don't know to me it's like giving a, a bigger corporation to manage you when when they're in the verge of bankruptcy how does that...
2: You get bought out by somebody that can actually manage you. Who's going to
1: buy out Russia? They're in the verge of bankruptcy right now. Their, their, their economy is
3: not doing so And our well.
2: economy is doing well? No. Okay, then. I
3: don't think anyone's economy right now Look, is doing well. Look, you, you need... Look at yeah, our economy. Everyone's economy is Let me, me tell right you...
2: Wednesday, we're shutting down restaurants because we can't shut them down
1: today or tomorrow. It has to be on Wednesday. Not to get political. It's because it's a blue state. But... Do this. Do this. What's the GDP of Armenia? I have no idea. 18 billion? uh, 14 billion? It's negative now.
4: (laughs) I think it's California's daily.
1: (laughs) Okay, whatever. No, outside. There's a reason why I'm asking you that question. You want me to look it up? Take a CEO of an organization that runs a $15 billion a year company. Send them to Armenia for five years. I promise you they can rebuild that country.
4: Are they ready to accept that person? That's the main question. No,
0: no. They're not
3: ready. Is, is he still muted? Are you still no, muted? No, no, no. No, I'm not muted. He's not right. getting close. If, 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 does Russia even want to do this? That's the other question. Like, would Russia want to actually take on this project of Armenia? Definitely. Why wouldn't they? Because I think we're we're an economic collapse right now just because of the war. <laughs> we owe Russia a ton of money. Are you a
4: burden on Russia at that point? Cuz yeah. think about it. If we're they a military take, burden. If they take you on that option that you're talking about, the amount of money you owe them is down the drain. The, for years, look at it. Well, it's Everything the, it's in Armenia is owned by anyways. Russia. Everything. Kony- yeah, it's not uh, going to get paid back, including your Ararat Kanyak and everything else in Armenia. Uh, your power plants, yeah, everything is everything is Russia's, anyways. Okay, so you and on top of that, you already owe them money. Do you think they're going to want that? I don't think so. They'd rather us get up on our own feet. The problem is, is we are a culture of all chiefs, no Indians. Yes, simple as I, I, I agree
1: with you. Send the
4: chief from the states; they won't accept it. That's why we're going back constitutional change is the only way you're going to get that to happen. Our constitution should allow for people from the diaspora to go in and do something in that country. Today, if you haven't lived inside Armenia for five years, you basically can't do anything in Armenia.
1: Look, Mark Cuban wants to run for president. Let him go be president in Armenia for five years.
4: Kanye West.
1: No, forget Kanye West. <laughs> Wait,
4: Kanye, Kanye let's West talk can't about take it. Kanye let's West Let's talk about bro. it. Kanye West can take himself very seriously and I for one would support Kanye West. As president? As president in this country too. I didn't until until that podcast. Did you vote for Kanye
2: West? I did actually. (laughs) Guys,
3: no, come on. We need the Elon Musks of society to be president. Not some of these like goof clowns that produce okay music. You know, like we need actual intellectual people. Richard said
2: 13.6 billion GDP in 2019. Okay. It's probably much much lower now. Well,
3: I'm. T- it's so gone down 65
1: percent. Right to... Bro, that is Since California's when? daily this year. No way.
4: That's, this, that's close. bro. that's a guess.
1: Down. From the <laughs> war, probably oh. went down. So my my point is, I mean, even uh, let's take a new bar from the founder of Moderna.
0: Let's
2: no. take it.
4: investor, investor.
1: No, well, he's a co-founder. I think he's a co-founder because mm. he had a corporation that was. Okay. Linked with you need Moderna, to go to the restroom? Yeah, no, and a and that was again that yeah. was done for tax purposes. Got some
4: constipation medicine? Yeah, yeah we'll, for
1: we'll, give, we'll give him something. Really on the show? <laughs> but my point is, <laughs> why? Okay, why doesn't, for example, Moderna have a small plant in Armenia, a research facility in Armenia? Would Russia allow Do, it?
3: And then economically, does it make sense for the company though? Like it, when you have when you have a, a pharmaceutical company or some major company that has so much competition with other companies, they're not right. going to waste a hundred, two hundred million dollars building a corporation in Armenia where the people might not be educated in like the latest it, and greatest and pharmaceutical stuff. Think about
4: it. Armenia is an island today. Landlocked nation. It's not even an island. I mean, the island has the shot of getting some and other ships some yeah. shipment in. But right now, Armenia is We're also landlocked. not
3: the scientific hub we used to be. We used to be a Soviet scientific hub. We don't have that anymore. Okay. We like sold our, it all. Yeah. We, yeah we not we it, we it, we we're not only going We sell it, we don't. have
4: going back to Levon Ter Petrosian's time. Bro, majority of the factories in Armenia were shipped out to Iran and used for raw, raw metal. Okay.
1: Forget majority about what was done. My point is, how many years would it take? If, if Moderna built a research facility today and invested, say, I don't think it's going to take $200 million. Because here it takes two hundred million. In in Armenia, it's going to be the much lab less. equipment and stuff and, uh, and all that's it's yeah. not that's
4: not cheap. But the but the rate for employment is cheap. Let cheaper.
1: Let's say you 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 invest ten years into it. You're not going to have results for the first ten years. But ten years later, you're going to have scientists that are getting paid ten percent of what they get paid in the U.S. Long term, it's a win win situation. N- l- look at Amazon. Look at China. Look at these. I mean. Look at Elon Musk. These guys don't make decisions based on how am I going to make money next week. All of the decisions they make is how am I going to dominate
3: and be the most powerful these guys, individual in the next 50 years. These guys want the most educated people you can find. They don't build these like these intellectual hubs in random com- countries. They build them in places where they're going to get Ivy League professors to come work for them. Why, it's not gonna why be, can't to be Armenians? Because they're the educated... And no offense to Armenian education, but the education there is not, you know, like top tier education like we have here in the states. You don't have like Harvards and Yales in Armenia, right? But so I had this
1: discussion, with or some- UCLA's, you know. I had this discussion with somebody in Arme- <laughs> uh, yeah, Armenia, Armenia, who who's one of the developers of of a uh, the tech hub there. He said, for example, they're they're taking some of the brightest minds from the U.S. who understand drone technology. Help them educate the new generation in Armenia as far as how to develop drone technology, right? You don't need uh, you don't need a whole Harvard University. Harvard University is uh, older than fair. Yeah, Azerbaijan. I get you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> is. everything is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So all you need is a couple of professors from around the world, whether it be then there you go. Be the diaspora that does that.
3: Done. Yeah. You just pre- circle back to my original point. But Nubar has that capability.
1: I don't know yeah, if he does it.
3: If any diaspora that has this intellectual capacity went to Armenia and contributed that knowledge then you could do what you're talking about if Moderna was then able
2: if, the, if literally if Moderna was able to
1: relocate to Armenia don't relocate but open a small okay open branch. up a small a hu- a hub a, a small, a small you to branch relocate. whatever it is a yeah. small
2: branch a small hub where 10 people where the vaccine yes will be distributed and basically shipped out from Armenia Right there, that alone by itself is like the twenty twenty icing on the cake for Armenia, where it's like, Wow, we just made an impact and this is what's going on. But again, I've I've shot emails to Nubar, I've shot messages. Through social media to Nubar. did you get
4: a middle finger back?
2: I haven't gotten shit back. Not even a middle finger. I'm sure the guy's
3: a really, really busy guy right I'm now. I'm sure he is. Like I, I wouldn't if I'm I emailed su- him I'm right sure now, being is. like, "Hey, buddy, like, can you help out?" But if <laughs> if any
2: if there is anybody, and guys, as Armenians, as Armenians, we need to try to literally reach out to this guy because I have heard that he is very high in Nasir, very. Uh, literally, try to reach out to this guy to see if this is a possibility. You can't build
3: I, a vaccine factory overnight. That's going to take for no. 10 like f- 5 years at not least not necessarily it, vaccine the no. studies the study yeah. even the, the studies you can not again guys like these are you no one from the, I can speak from the scientific realm right, right now if a study was published in Armenia and I'm a doctor in the US I'd look at the study and throw it away of I would, if it's not study if it's not published in the New England Journal of Medicine or Science or Nature journal and it's not done in a Ivy League university I'm not going to read it. So then that means that
2: you could never take Armenia serious.
3: You can't. You can't take it right now because well, the, then the education there, how many pub studies have they published on vaccine trials before? Well, zero. That Mr.
2: Pu- Mr. Putin Mr. Putin, we're ready for you. You know, like you can't take I, this stuff. That's
3: what it is. We don't read, the like as a doctor, I could tell you, like I would
1: not take that okay. stuff seriously. What's the What's the most uh, well-renowned or respected scientific school for medicine or uh, We have a uh, good medical innovation. school in Armenia. Well, hold on. Which
3: one is it? It's okay. Is it I I, I don't know. I think it's... uh, UCLA UCLA or... Here here. here in in the U.S.? In the States. The the top five ranked uh, uh, hospital systems, which is associated with the medical schools, UCLA is number four. Um, I think one is uh, Mayo Clinic. Can we look it up? Two is is like something, something. Look at at the top uh, hospital systems. Let's say
1: Mayo Clinic, for example. Why can't Mayo Clinic have a... Sister hospital in, in Armenia, teaching hospital, or UCLA. Why, why can't they have that in every country? Why Be- would they do Armenia? Because we have, uh, I mean, we have a lot of Armenian doctors, first of all, right? We have a lot and of, you know, Spanish doctors. doctors, Obviously, right? Yeah, right. You can't, I, I yeah, understand we yeah. do. How do we have nurse, so many nursing schools in the Philippines? I don't know. It's a right? great question. Somebody, See? Americans developed it in the Philippines, and, you know, they st- before, now not anymore, but until a few years ago, they could just move to
3: California and pretty much they're ready to go around. Yeah, but what we need to do, though, again, is as diasporans take our skills there, give Armenia that reputation where these com- companies will notice and be like, hey, like we we like what's going on in Armenia. Let's invest in Armenia. Right now, we don't have that reputation. You have to show results just like any <sighs> yeah. other thing. We don't like have
4: our that neighbors reputation. around, look, where Armenia is sitting, the neighbors want us to prove to them that we belong in our own land. So, but, but how that's can what you? It do is. That? Yeah, we we don't have. You must be strong. If your military job, is it, not. Good, well, if I bring up a uh,
1: pharmaceutical example, you guys say, "Why would they go to Armenia?" I say, "Okay, how about science research?" Well, why would they go to Armenia? Why would manufacturing go to Armenia? Why would I go to Armenia?
3: Why would you go to? Ar-
1: if that's the question, to that everything, I would separate as diasporans. We can't. We
3: can't assume that these companies are diasporans. We're but, treating. We're treating like. Moderna and all these other companies as if they are diasporan oh, individuals okay for example they are not they're I, like random American I'm companies in, I'm in
1: senior health right yeah for me to go to Armenia for me to apply my knowledge in senior health mm-hmm. and implement Which what they I need. know yeah. but
4: they need yours more than anyone hold, right? hold on hold yeah. on
1: who the hell is going to pay for the services over there? Do they have Medicare? No. No. Okay, somebody big they enough. They have a socialized health care system. Well,
3: yeah, but it, is it anywhere close to It's horrible. Right? It's horrible. To yeah, I know. But exactly. they have one. I'm just saying they okay, have one. Okay, so
1: somebody... Medicare is pretty horrible, too. So I'm somebody watching. like a... Not a Kaiser, but somebody to that extent has to be willing to go out there to set up that insurance system. They don't have an economy for that. Uh, before somebody like me can go and...
4: As a repat, you can purchase insurance that covers... International. No, 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 no. In Armenia they offer you insurance coverages as a repat. Oh. That's and it's awesome. not too expensive. It runs about eighty to hundred and twenty dollars yeah. per person. It's not it's too
3: expensive. Not I cool. think I think in the for
4: someone that's got money coming in as a repat, it's different. But the people that live in Armenia, they can't afford that. It's impossible. You guys want to hear the top clinics?
3: Yeah, go for
2: go it. Go for it. Okay. First one, Rochester, Minnesota. Yeah, it's
3: my clinic. clinic.
2: Yeah. Uh Cleveland.
3: Is number two. Cleveland Clinic.
2: Yes. John Hopkins is number three. Nice. New York and UCLA are tied for number four.
3: Yeah, UCLA, baby.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Massachusetts. Yo, yo. Is, Best on the West. Yeah, Massachusetts is next. Cedar Sinai's and then USC. Cedar. Yeah, yeah we, we have great hospitals. Yeah, here and, and then uh, USC. Bro, wow. these, mind you, these are top notch hospitals. I mean,
3: and look, you have Armenians from UCLA going to Armenia every year. You have yeah. Armenian doctors from UCLA going there, teaching, doing whatever they can. Yeah. Surgery. Take uh, those as Cedars, examples. From Cedars, US UCLA,
2: yeah. USC, all these great
3: like hospitals. You had, oh, yeah. Arme- you had so many Armenians. Like Michael Sarian
4: would be the guy you would want to approach Wha- as why far didn't as he, building. Okay, why didn't he? He did go there to he do it. He talked about it. Yeah, and, and he's the one guy that's willing to do everything. And then we but also can't they're point. They're not accepting. The other
3: thing, too, guys, we can't point fingers and be like, why didn't they? What have we ourselves yeah, done? Exactly. We if we keep doing this whole like why didn't he do this? Why didn't that guy do that? It's like what did I do? <laughs> no 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 no. Did I, I go and do it? Well you know, no, like, I think you
1: misunderstood my question. He went there, he took the money to buy a hospital and renovate it, but there was an issue. What was the issue? Do you remember? I don't want
4: to get into it. Corruption. I don't want to get into really? it.
0: Really? You uh, see? Well. So it's Corruption. this is pre Pashinan or, or no, this is
2: a this is this is <laughs> way pre. Way pre. Okay, I'd good. Say maybe f- I think maybe four or five years, he said. I think like Pashinyan
3: that? cleaned up a little bit of that corruption. I I don't know too much, but I think he's cleaned up. Don't, sure don't say that in front of Edgar. Was it before, though? Because I know he's
1: close with Pashinyan. No,
2: after he said he didn't he didn't go again after. Hmm. He hasn't gone after. He did say he spoke to Pashinyan, and the first thing he said was he was, he was a softy. Yeah.
1: You, you Pashinyan was a softie a so- Pashinyan yeah. was a softy. There has to be the bigger players in the yeah. industries have to be willing to go to kind of set precedence there and build some type of an infrastructure be, before the small guys
3: like us can go and kind of run with it. I think it's the other way around. It's opposite. I think the small guys go, grassroots effort, you build a reputation for that place. Like look at, look at uh, um, I think it's Glendale Adventist. They've gone like one doctor at a time to a point where not, now they have a huge group going there to the point where they're like establishing a clinic out there. And this is how you start things. It's like one like let me tell you about this thing, come with me next time. You're so like you're gonna have this is how
4: we do it. Armenia. It's not like
3: imagine it's not like tomorrow like is gonna be like, you know what, we're gonna build a clinic in Armenia. <laughs> why it's a good idea to build a clinic in Armenia. <laughs> but if
4: Adventist is building one, then USC yeah, has then a chance have, of
1: building one. Yeah, it. Okay, whatever it is. But but it's a topple. it's but a but again, Adventist has to do it. You cannot build a clinic there.
3: I can't. But if I go as a like let's say I'm let's say I'm working for UCLA and I go to go to Armenia every year mm-hmm. and then the next year I bring a UCLA, other faculty member or nurse or whatever, and then you bring five. Okay. You know, I like, I, I, mean, I like this seems like a cool. I thing.
1: understand that process. I, I um, when I say you need UCLA, I don't mean you send an email or a message on LinkedIn and they say, okay, great, let's do it. Yeah. But my point is, it has it has to take a big healthcare hospital, whatever financial banking, any type of system, to to rebuild. It cannot be individuals
3: because we don't have that type of. uh Again, I still disagree. Well, I think, I think as an individualistic... If you're individualistic and uh, uh, good enough at your skill where you could find a good way to, to orient that skill in your country, then you'll be okay. If you, like, for example, if you teach physics here, if you're a physics professor at USC and you decide, you know what, I'm going to teach physics for a summer in Armenia and you teach these kids good physics for that summer, that's a, enough huge, of an impact. Huge. And if you have 40 professors from across the diaspora every year teaching whatever they can you know you make okay. an impact you you'll make an impact but the only way
1: you're going to make an actual impact is if a, if an MIT opens a branch in i don't believe that armenia
3: i don't believe that at Th- all those four those 40 professors you teaching you have
4: to take it from small look, clinic
3: you don't, to a medium hospital you, you don't go to, to a country a, and make it an american city you, you don't go into the country and be like hey here's a new medical clinic here's the MIT you and go there and here's the, your rule book for you this you guys story. are contradicting
1: <laughs> yourselves listen to yourselves Okay. You said you would never take a, a uh, medical journal from Armenia Right now, seriously. I would not. In 10 years, you, if, if 20 medical doctors went to Armenia every summer, you're going to start taking the journal seriously? No, I wouldn't. Okay, but the only no time w- you
3: would take it seriously is if John Hopkins or the Mayos or... No, that's y- not how. Your, your idea is never going to happen if we think that way. That's my okay. issue with it. It will sure. never happen. It hasn't happened. It won't happen. What we need to do is build the infrastructure up enough where you have interest from these places. It's not you, if we email MIT today and like, hey, why don't you guys build a build a research facility there? It's not going to happen. How did the dispatching companies go to Armenia? Slowly. Who, right. What do you mean slowly? Who went there first?
4: One or two guys that which probably, guy? <laughs> probably which guy? All St- I think Allstate. Allstate. How was big All is Allstate? Was it Allstate or was it Tri oh, I think uh, Tri Start. No, Tri Start. How, How big Tri-Star. is Allstate? Allstate's huge man okay. over 100 offices here, okay. i think
3: okay so but an individual like you didn't go did they no right. uh all states an insurance company making profit in armenia no that's no, a no we're talking Allstate. about a, uh, a oh, trucking company, yeah, trucking. Oh, a oh, trucking gotcha company. Gotcha. and then <laughs> tristar went and then tristar went yeah, and they've
1: and got tri- like 30 40 offices already tristar is about maybe 20 percent the size of uh, all state yeah maybe
4: a little bigger yeah. Allstate. but
1: all state went right yes, first okay Joe Schmo individually could not go and start a dispatch. No, but no, I'm sure but they
4: went Also, for they went. Schneider didn't go. C.H. Robinson didn't go. You know, you and know they I'm didn't saying?
3: go for humanitarian reasons. They, the top guys didn't I'm go. Sure.
4: Those huge guys didn't go. No, they went to make
3: the money. They went for money. They didn't go there to be like, hey, we're going to be nice to Armenia. And Think about this. it. So yeah. the same
4: dispatcher that gets 60 to 70% here gets 20 to 30% in Armenia. So it was more of a business. Uh, yeah, I'm sure these are incentives. On, but at the same else.
2: time, that 20 percent that that dispatcher is making over there can live pretty comfortably. Yes, I
0: agree. they, well, they make they two do. grand a month so, over there. So that's huge he, over that's there. Huge. That's, that's That's massive money, over money, there. Yeah.
2: So two two thousand dollars in Armenia, uh, especially like these young kids, they make that money. They dump it back into the economy. Now wherever they spend it, who cares? But if it's flowing back into the economy, that's how, that's how economic growth happens. But if you basically sit on
4: your ass and say, "Well, you know, I don't think it's big enough," let's but, just put it aside and, you know, like what I said, it's the medium and small size that has to get it going, just like these guys yeah. did. So you're not going to get a Schneider now. You might get a Schneider or a C.H. Robinson or even a bigger company or Amazon giving right. you if a half relays. a billion
1: dollar
3: company is small, then then great yeah. no, no. But how for big that is there, industry how big is their investment <laughs> in that in Armenia too that's the thing you gotta look at it's not like the whole half a billion dollar company no 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 there. but they have the resources
1: yeah. that's what I'm saying Service Titan is in Armenia they're a two billion dollar company yeah, Armenian true. owned you don't have What is Service Titan doing do in Armenia? Joe's, what do they do? Joshmo software in Armenia? Why? Because <laughs> Wait,
4: huh? So Service Titan is doing the same thing, taking advantage of the lower Don't say uh, advantage.
1: So then you and I go in there we're taking advantage of it too. No,
4: you're talking about a system uh, and then you're yeah. talking about business. It's two different yeah, things. Yeah, but so you're he- system, you're helping the economy there. You're man, talking you're, about you're, the you're health, health system, right? That's what we we're talking about. Not just health
1: system. I said any system, tech, health, science, anything. But that's Hold about
4: on. system, not business. It's two different things. Wait, let me
2: ask you this. What did Trump, When Trump became president, what was he saying? He was saying, I'm going to take jobs away from China, from uh, Mexico, from here and there, and I'm going to bring it to the States, right? Yes. Everything was, you were able to do it cheaper there, right? Yes. And what was happening to China's economy? It was booming, mm-hmm. yeah. okay? So what we're basically saying is, okay, if we're able to, even as a small or a medium company or a distributor, whatever it is, manufacturer, if we're able to do it there and do it cheaper and help that economy grow, why not? It's our motherland. You're
1: taking advantage of it.
2: I, no, that, no, no. You're not. This, you're, it's a win-win no, win yeah. situation. But, you, but, but then, that's then business. Then don't say advantage. But you're talking
4: about the way. You said let's talk about the management. For example, the uh, your industry, for example. Right. You need a structure. They don't have the structure. No, m- my industry
1: is different because there needs to be a system to reimburse. People are not going to so pay I'm me telling for my you, service. So that's,
4: that's services. No, but but when you're talking about business and services, two different things. Health services compared to a business is two different things. So the the way the system is set up, the health system is set up here, like you said, uh, Medicare and medi take care of that. But what are you going to do if you set up everything and the government's not paying you for that? In Armenia, yeah. you don't have that structure.
1: Wh-
0: but when, when
4: you're talking about business, structure mm-hmm. is already there. They transition their business model into Armenia, uh, Smaller place
1: When Armin went to Armenia Three years ago What did he do over there? Guys I think we're
3: getting Lost in the weeds On this On this uh, On this topic
4: What did Armin Get accomplished there As far as the well, Why is it taking So so much time For him to accomplish
3: what
1: Because he's is.
4: doing it From ground up Okay That's what it is So you can't compare What he's doing To what these guys From Allstate are doing You <laughs> okay. can't Okay It's a business Alright All
2: right, guys This is what I need Everybody to do Uh We're gonna jump into COVID Ooh. So I need I don't everybody. Want to have
3: COVID. Okay. Actually, no. Before we talk about COVID, uh, I don't represent any hospital system with my with what I'm about to say. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My yeah. Opinions are my own and no one else's.
2: Basically. So what I want you everybody to do right now is I want you to basically share this live, because there's a lot of <laughs> questions that you guys might have regarding COVID. Coronavirus, whatever the hell you want to call it, COVID nineteen, China virus, uh, COVID <laughs> SARS nineteen, whatever the hell you guys want to call yeah. it. So share the live. We want to get as many people in here as possible to ask questions to Doctor Haikir. here. So you were on our show. What was it? April? Was it April? March?
3: I don't know. It I was think. early on. Yeah, it was, it was early the, on when, when everything the was kind of lockdowns were just here, started, like right before the lockdowns. Yeah. Started. yeah. So yeah.
2: you came on. We touched base on COVID. Obviously, there wasn't a lot we knew about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we knew its actual, the actual strain was SARS-CoVid-19, which was basically it's another April form. 7th. April seventh. April seventh. So, like basically, okay. two weeks after the lockdown, shit. So. Um, it's another form of SARS, basically. Mm-hmm. Now, quite some time has passed by. Obviously, there's been multiple lockdowns, curfews, all this stuff going on in mm-hmm. California. A shit ton of stuff happened in New York. Some states are open, some states are still closed. We're kind of in a, I'd say, juggle right now as far as what's going on in California. Um, What are your thoughts as far as from February, March till now with COVID?
3: I think overall we've done a pretty good job of not overwhelming the healthcare system is what I'll say so far. I think that we are starting to see a new peak come about now of COVID. I think at this point, we all know someone who's had COVID. Maybe someone who's gotten really sick from COVID. And maybe some of us have had COVID already. Um, but I think overall, we've done a fairly good job of keeping things tidied down. It's just a matter of, you know, the 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 big question that's popping up now because we're going to more lockdowns is like, what are we doing with regards to the economy? Like, what are we doing with regards to as, as like a civilization as like a society. Yeah. Thank you, man. And uh, you know, how are we going to, <laughs> All over the electrical. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dripped the water on the.
1: Uh, we finally fixed the IG, and now Edgar's getting
3: to ruin it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm. No, I'm good. I think uh, I think we've done a good job so far. Could we have done better? You can always look back and be like, we could have done better. But our society also, you have to like, as a human being, I get it. Like, I ha- I have a doctor mindset as to how things should be done, and I have like a human being like California native mindset as to how things should be done. And if I balance the two, I think we're, we're doing a good job so far. Do I think we need more lockdowns? We'll get to that. So when you say we're experiencing the peak, a peak, a second peak,
1: a second wave, um, are we really experiencing a second wave as far as do you think now it's the flu season and a lot of people are having symptoms. They're going into the clinics or hospital, wherever they're getting tested
3: and they're, you know, there's a lot of uh, false positives. It, there's a lot of false negatives. Much less false positives. Okay,
2: as in they're positive, but it's showing it's as showing a negative? negative.
3: Yeah, there's a higher rate of false negatives the than negative there's a false, false positive. positive. Okay. Okay. So you're not getting an inflama- like an inflation of the number of COVID. Yeah. Right. So
1: do you think it's it's the time of the season, or time of the year, I should say, or I think so. is it also the fact that? I mean it's it's basic math, right? There's 40 million in California if all 40 million tested, we'd probably have let's say maybe good amount, 25 yeah. million cases.
3: The the way that virus like this virus works is it's a really good uh transmitter, like it's a, it's very good at infecting people. And the more covid you have, the more exponentially it grows. So if you have, you know, 5 people in California have covid, the next week maybe 20 people have covid. Right now we're at like thousands and thousands of people have covid. And so they're going to infect thousands and thousands of more people. So if, is that going to lead
4: don't. to herd immunity?
3: At some point, At once some you reach point. 80% of the population has been infected with COVID, you will start reaching herd immunity. Some With some viruses, 80%, some viruses, 90%. This one, they're saying 92 to like 88%. It's unclear.
4: Which takes a while Which is, until you get Or
3: to... yeah, Or if you opened all the floodgates and let everyone out, no masks, no social distancing, then you get to herd immunity really quick, but you'd overwhelm the hospital system and you have a bunch of people that are dead.
4: And that's why we're taking this That's why we're taking, taking things slow.
3: That's the main thing. So why is it that we've never had second waves
1: with with any other SARS or the flu? Right, the flu comes
3: in with with the season and then it disappears and then. That's why. That's why you don't have. You actually have yearly waves with with the flu. That's why we have the flu every year. So right. you do have waves. It's just a different kind of wave. So why? Why, did, why
4: take the vaccine?
3: Why is this diff- Well, people uh, take the yeah, flu this vaccine. I understand. The Why? Why? This okay, is, if if one they, question at a yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. One question. We're getting into a lot of deep scientific stuff now. The don't worry, we're smart enough to. <laughs> <understand>. <laughs> no, but like
1: 12, 12 topics I want to answer. I,
3: I know we don't disagree <laughs> the, on some things, but we're still. The flu up. vaccine is a preventative measure for the seasonal flu, it's nowhere near as critical as like, the COVID vaccine will be but i understand the hesitation with taking the vaccine especially for those that have tested positive already because you did develop some form of immunity the main thing with regards to the vaccination is that you will prevent yourself ideally if the vaccine's good prevent yourself from getting covid or hopefully reinfected from covid for as long as covid-19 exists versus the flu vaccine which you take every year because the flu changes every year
4: so and the flu, so let's talk about the flu vaccine and we're into sars and the covid so the flu vaccine that you're getting at the uh, I mean at Walgreens today, yeah, yeah. is the flu from last season.
3: It's the flu that's predicted to be the flu of the season that's coming up. Based predicted. Off of, yeah, but no, but it's based off of what Australia typically sees. So, so Australia basically they get it early.
2: They get it early. They basically bite the bullet for us.
3: Yeah, there are countries on the on the east where the CDC has, and the WHO have like offices where they harvest the flu that the people are getting. And they'll quickly send it over for vaccine production here on the on the West Coast. This is crazy. It's nuts. Does does COVID mutate? Oh yeah, COVID's mutated a ton of times already. So yeah. how is the vaccine, vaccine going to be? Effective? You can create a vaccine against specific critical parts of COVID. So you, the parts that mutate in the virus, it's almost like um. Like you know, there are parts that you it can't change. For example, if it has, uh, protein, if it has uh, um, molecules in it that code for proteins that require it to replicate. Those will not mutate because if it mutates, it won't replicate again. So only the, those parts you can make vaccine against. And if you do that, you'll vaccine, vaccinate against COVID-19. If I understand For correctly,
4: COVID-19 is basically your immune system attacking your own body.
3: It's a little more complicated than initially what we thought. But in simpler
4: that? terms, this is what it is.
3: In, it's not as much your immune system attacking your body now as the COVID virus itself inducing a ton of different things in your body. That would it's be an really complicated disease. now. I mean, that's yeah.
4: the, the reports. There isn't that what initially we were they were it saying. It's after? it's
3: a cytokine storm where your body overreacts to the oh. virus and it kills you. But it's a lot more complicated now.
0: It's
3: very interesting. Yeah. So
2: a lot of people have been talking about. Oh, I've got I've tested positive twice. I've tested positive three times. Can you get COVID twice? You can. Is it proven? You can. Yeah.
3: There's there's uh, proven evidence. That you can But get it, it twice. will your will reason, your body
2: react to it the same? It way? might not.
3: It might not react as severely. But you can get it twice. It's almost like uh, getting, you can get the flu twice. If you didn't know that, you can get the flu twice.
4: I don't know. A lot of Armenians, we like to have stories. But I've heard these stories of people making an appointment for their test and just not showing up. And then they get a, get a call with a positive response. How do we explain I don't
3: stories? know any of that stuff, man. This, all these like conspiracy theories. I know what I know from like working in the hospital. None of this stuff. Science. Yeah, this stuff doesn't What What do you guys use in the hospital system? Which in terms test? of, uh, Which we test? use a PCR, PCR. test. PCR. Yeah. They're all, I think the most validated studies are PCR tests. What was the PCR test invented for? PCR has been around for a ton of things. So, PCR is a uh, polymerase chain reaction. And that's whenever you take little bits of DNA and you amplify it to look for a specific uh, sequence. Mm-hmm. And PCR is used across the board in a lot of scientific stuff, whether it be cancer research or tests. The HIV test is a PCR test, oftentimes. You know, there's, it's a million uses. Right. But how, why did it become the go-to test for COVID? When it's, it's, It is the best uh, way to amplify DNA okay. or RNA. And so it tells you literally whether you have a sequence in your body that matches that of COVID versus protein assays where it kind of binds as an antibody to the, to the strain itself, which are much less, much less reliable. When you, okay. When you're magnifying that, to the extent where you
1: can see whether or not it's COVID positive or not. Isn't that
3: interpretation not accurate? Because you need to have the sequence to amplify it. That's the thing. What PCR does is it, it, it's, um, you have these sequences that look for the COVID-19 sequence. If they don't find it, you have nothing to amplify. So it's not like you're kind of baiting the system. You're basically putting, you're taking saliva or mucosal, whatever. You're putting it in this tube with these sequences looking for COVID-19. As soon as they find it, they immediately amplify that signal. And they say, there's COVID-19 right here. If there is no COVID-19 signal, it can't amplify. It. So you won't get, that's why there's no false positives. It's like a burglar. You have a much more. It's like more a
2: burglar alarm, basically. Yeah. Burglar breaks in, alarm goes off, signals it. This is where it is. Yeah. And
3: it needs to see the burglar itself to go off. It can't just go off off out of nowhere that's why you don't get false positives with the COVID test you're not getting a higher number of positives you're getting a in fact there are people that are COVID positive that test negative for the test more often how did elon musk have four positive two two
1: positives and two negatives out of four tests
3: you can this is the false negative thing again and i don't know when the maybe i don't know what the sequence of his positives and negatives were but if you test positive you could test positive again afterwards after even after two weeks maybe after three weeks some people holding on for like 37 days you know like and then in between, you can have false negatives because you're you're they might not have gotten far enough or they didn't get enough mucosal sample, so that's the thing. It's the test is actually, um, wh- it's very accurate if it's a positive, and it's not as accurate if it's a negative. If it's a negative, you still could be positive. Now, but if it's positive, there's no way you can be negative. Then you're positive, Mo- like there. It's like ninety nine point something percent positive.
2: Now, as far as antibodies are concerned, now uh, me myself, I. You know, I took some blood, I, I donated some blood as we were talking off the podcast, and um, I have the antibody for it. Hanging out with friends who were tested positive for COVID, they warned me, you know, they warned me a couple of days later, hey, listen, go get tested, and every time I would go get tested, it was negative, negative. I feel like I took more COVID tests than a, a woman <laughs> who, was, who was trying to get pregnant at, the, at this point, but I... I would hang out with people who were co- p- testing po- uh, positive for COVID, but I would go get tested. It was constantly negative, constantly negative. I even smoked hookah with a friend. Again, negative. Now, I have the antibody for it. If I'm surrounded by people who have it, is it because my immune system's stronger? Yeah, or- You're
3: fighting it, so you're you're probably immune to it.
2: We'll see. That kind of it kind of tells you one thing. If everybody kind of gets it and everybody has the antibody, doesn't that serve a purpose as a vaccine? Yeah, yeah that's
3: that's herd immunity, totally. And that's the thing. Like, if 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 we could prove that the antibodies protect enough, then uh, you know that's you are already vaccinated. I think I'll, I'm the best
2: guinea pig for You're, it at this yeah, point.
3: technically, your body, your what vaccine does is it basically does what your blood has already done naturally. Yeah, it gives you what a vaccine does. is It shows you a piece of COVID, it shows your blood a piece of COVID, and your, your immune system's like, I gotta fight this. You build antibodies. What well, your what your blood has done is that you've already had COVID at some point or been expo- exposed to it and not tested positive, which can happen. You don't if everyone around you has the flu, and you don't get the flu, your body could have still seen enough of the flu to not get you sick, but to give you antibodies to fight it you. off. Yeah, so that can happen. Yeah.
2: Now, obviously, a lot has g- come. You know, a lot has happened from from February, March till today. A lot of people have died. A lot of people have survived. Till today, I mean, we haven't gotten any numbers and I don't know if you have the numbers for it, but at least you've seen enough to give us some sort of indications. What is the survival rate as far as percentage wise?
3: Yeah, that's a good question. And that's an ever changing question. Um, And I think we're getting better at treating this Mm -hmm. like there's more medicines now. There's like proven therapies for the people that are super sick. You give high dose steroids and it it has huge benefits in it. So I think the, the death rate's gone down. The issue isn't, I think, the the reason why this whole... No, no, no. It's not, yeah. not at
2: the death rate. I I want to know what the survival rate is. Because the death rate, I know if you <laughs> have underlying issues, whether it's asthma, bronchitis, yeah. TB, anything like that, especially in the lungs, I know, you know you're know, you affected by it more. And for anybody who's lost a loved one, I'm sorry for your loss, but anybody I think who's healthy, who has a strong immune system, who's... Takes care of themselves. I think your survival rate is much much higher. Now yeah, yeah, again, I the percentage—I don't know what it is. I don't either. And, like, and there's, it there's, changes. And there's a lot of doctors we ask, and they refuse to say it. But do you think it's over ninety percent?
3: I think so, hundred percent. Do you think it's over
2: ninety-five yeah. percent? Uh, probably. Do you think the fact that it's over ninety-five percent, we should actually lock down the country?
3: Yeah, that's that's the question that I'm getting to, and this is why, like you know, it's a it's a complicated answer. The reason why though the survival rate is high, you got to think about that, because. You have hospitals, you have doctors and clinics. If you have enough room to see patients that are sick with COVID mm-hmm. and you treat them and they survive, that's because you have good health care. If everyone gets COVID and, you know, 90% of the people can't get into a hospital and they, you know, like let's say 5% or 10% of those 90% die, then your death rate's going to go up.
2: So when a patient comes to you and they test positive for COVID, but they're, they're breathing, they're fine, they don't need to be intubated. I'll send them home. I mean, you send them home. How many patients do you have to send home? You're saying it's a good hospital system. And again, you're
3: not, you don't, you don't, our job in the hospital is not to keep everyone who has COVID in hospital.
2: I know, exactly. You send them home, you say, go quarantine for for two weeks. And again, there's a big misconception as to what quarantine means. Quarantine means, a lot of you don't understand, but I mean, I hope most of you do, but quarantine means to basically uh, quarantine the sick. Whoever is sick, you stay away from the healthy. Yeah, isolate yourself. But yeah, isolating yourself. But at this point, it's like, okay, if, we have a great hospital system and the hospitals are saving people. If somebody's going in with COVID, but they're, you know, they're okay, they're breathing, they just have, a, you know, the light fever, some cough, and you say, go home, go quarantine yourself and you'll get better in two weeks. And
3: they don't go home and they don't quarantine themselves and you're passing on the COVID. You know, like, that's the, I think the, I don't, look, I don't. Well, then that's a social issue. Yeah. It's not more of a. I agree. And I don't, I'm not saying I agree with the lockdowns. I'm going to tell you like one thing, like as a, as just a human being, this has been freaking tough. I'm in my late 20s, trying to milk the most out of these years, you know, and it's been hell because like I don't, I'm running out of things to do, projects to work on. You can't <laughs> date nobody. You dating is is hella hard, but <laughs> you can't. It's such a tough time right now for all of us. But in terms of like human survival, I think if we think individualistically, like are these lockdowns important for me? Probably not. Would I survive COVID? <clears throat> yeah. You know, like you, you all would probably survive COVID. You know, I hope so. But the people <laughs> around you—he looked at me twice. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> he didn't come to the show. The first show you were on. Yeah, I yeah.
4: remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared out of my mind. No, I'm just yeah. but
1: but when you say the lock, you know, you agree that the lockdowns are not necessary.
3: Not that I, I don't, I don't disagree with the lockdowns. I just, I'm not like a hundred percent. Like we need to lockdown like like hell again. I'm just saying that this is difficult for me too. So but if we think indiv- individualistically, mm-hmm. then yeah, it's not gonna, these lockdowns don't make sense. But if you think for the greater good of humanity and how many lives you'll probably save by not overwhelming the healthcare system, that's the option we should take. Let, let's be realistic though. You,
1: do you really think the lockdowns are really not overwhelming the healthcare system? How about the fact that you've got millions of people that don't have enough money to pay their rent? These guys are there. There's domestic yeah, violence. Domestic violence violence is up. Suicide. Suicide is up. Yeah. Uh, preventable illnesses are up because they're no longer going in for scans or whatnot. I right? get it. Cancer treatments, all these other types of treatments that uh, are being postponed. Um, you've got. I mean, everything aside from the economy is up, right? Now, I, I would. You. I'd be more concerned about. And, and I hate to say it, but if you had to pick, let's say, a million people die from
3: COVID or two million people die from suicide and everything else. Yeah, if you do, what, if what do you, you run the numbers and you find that, then, then we're messing up and we shouldn't be locking down. If that, those are the numbers you find, then all the power to you. I don't know if those are the numbers we're going to find. The other thing, too, like I get it with the economy. Do I agree with the lockdowns that are taking place right now? Probably not. I agree with the, you know, restaurant closures on, on Wednesday and whatever the heck. Like, I don't know if I agree with that stuff. I think there's other things we could be doing, like mandating masks. That should absolutely, like, you know, as a society, if we all wore a mask, I think we could, it would be much less of an issue. What now. type of mask? You, your regular surgical mask. The Because regular... I
2: remember you were on our show, and we talked about the cotton masks.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, been, if you're wearing, if there are holes in your mask where you could see, like, light clearly through, then you have an issue with the your best mask. test is, and he yeah, said like it. Use and, a lighter and, and
1: blow on it. If it, you can blow up, you know. Because I remember this.
2: Could, that was the one thing that I really took away from uh, our, you know, our discussion last time was, and it, it totally made sense. If you can literally blow through the damn mask, or there's holes in yeah, it, it's useless. It's, it's useless. We're talking about a microscopic virus, basically. If you if you could if you if you're going to use your mask to mow your lawn, so you could avoid dust. That means there's that that
4: mask is, so, is pointless. I can't use the bandana no more. <laughs> no.
3: Like no. like on a serious note. That's the thing. Yeah, I I mean I get you. Like the the it makes sense. You know, like if you're wearing a, gun, you can look. Let me let me put it this way, if you wore a good mask, call it an N95 or a KN100, whatever the heck? If you wore a hell of a good mask, you could probably do anything, without any lockdown. If all of us were wearing N95s everywhere every day, you know, we and washing our hands before we ate, we could probably do just fine without even a lockdown. But the population doesn't work like that, and it, it's it's just not how things are going to work. People are going to take their masks off. They're not going to wash their hands before they eat. You know, like people, it's not going to work that way. Well, so. the
2: problem is there's an overuse of masks as well. By and by, overuse, I mean. You 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 wear the same mask, the same gloves, everything to multiple stores. I've seen multiple people where they'll walk into a Trader Joe's. They'll basically have the mask in their back pocket. They'll put it on. They'll put their gloves on. They'll go in. They'll shop, touch everything, and then they'll leave. They'll take their gloves off, put it back in their pocket, take their mask, put it in their pocket, sit in their car, yeah, I get drive to the next store. It's It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. And when you tell them that, they say, I'm doing my part in saving lives. No, moron, you're not.
4: If you're not really doing Yeah,
3: anything. ideally, you should put your mask on as soon as you wake up in the morning and not touch it for the rest of the day. And stop
4: littering with those and masks. And sterilize it after. The one thing I'm so pissed off about, every parking lot you go into, there's like 10 or 15 masks on the floor. We have trash cans, bro. There's countries that... Don't even offer those trash cans. You guys have one every other block, bro. Just put one in the yeah. trash. Put it in your car, go home, put it in your trash can. It doesn't need to be all over the streets. Is there that's
1: fair. Is there any blood type that's
3: more immune as far as like O positive? Initially they talked about that, but I don't think the studies actually panned out very well. It was
1: O
4: negative, baby.
3: O negative.
1: This guy. This guy.
3: So I sit
4: next to him, bro.
3: <laughs> safe safe
1: <laughs> i
2: cough on him every night right before we leave
1: oh,
3: you gosh. have good blood for donation man hey,
2: hey, that's hence hence the, hence the reason why yeah, every yeah, year yeah. i go donate that's and, awesome. and in fact f- it's i don't know if it's true or not but every year when i do donate i actually not just emotionally feel good about myself but physically i feel like it's like a little reset button for me as well
3: your your blood your body probably makes a little more blood than you need like after you you donate, uh-huh. and so you might get a little like kick from that, like, like a, a blood transfusion hilarious. kind of.
2: I don't know. But Do I, you get I the just feel <laughs> like no, not it's not chills. I don't know what it is. I feel like it's just my body. Like gets, I pass out or, every time. Or I you're get losing
3: blood. so much blood that you're just getting high off that. And well,
2: <laughs> here's the thing. I've seen I've with our, with our office we've had, we've had multiple blood donations where people have come in and they donate for the first time. It's hilarious, bro. They get, they donate blood and, and I tell them every time like it your first time doing it. They go yeah. I go. Listen, when you're done donating, just chill out for a little yeah, bit. You know, if you need if you need me to bring you like a juice or something or a cookie, just to get your blood sugar, yeah, you yeah. know, normal. No, 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 I feel fine, bro. They stand up and they just boom collapse yeah. like
4: a tree, <laughs> and they're just like, "Where am I?" It's happened to me a couple times. Every well, time I give blood, I do pass out. You do it's pass out. A good out? amount of blood, yeah. yeah. And I gotta chill for like. But well, thank you guys. Days.
3: Like that's like that's hella noble for you guys too. It's really important. It's fun. I, I enjoy yeah, it. That's, uh, you guys yeah. do save lives. Like I can't.
4: I, my blood would be rejected right away. So, die bad. I'm yeah. oh, people. oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> they,
1: don't, they don't want my blood. Man. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Thanks uh, for considering
3: yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so when when these guys are coming up with these, let's say Newsom or Garcetti, whoever, which one of these two morons came up with the lockdown Stop again? That. Do they? Why don't they consult with people such as yourself? Or they s- do. They can. They consult with doctors. Who do they consult? with? I don't know who the doctors are. Have you are, seen the health director, CDC, of LA County or the state?
3: Have you seen? She she I haven't met dead. with any of the ones like. In Have LA you seen
4: County? the one on the, ca- the on the those newsroom? <laughs> no, no, Look, the, I'm, I'm the serious. <laughs>
3: serious. These guys they consult with scientists. I'll talk about
4: that lady that's always <laughs> on the California. <laughs> she looks like she's half dead already. She is.
3: That's why. That's it's no. Like a it's zombie. a serious question. Like that's who are so they funny. consulting with? I I they do consult <laughs> with doctors. The thing is though, there's a difference in uh, in. I'm being I'm speaking as a human and not just as a doctor. If I put my doctor hat on, my doctor hat on is how can we minimize the amount of death? And that would be to do a lockdown. That's the lo- logical way to minimize it's death. It's not thinking about the economy. It's not thinking about you know anything else. How long it, until you figure out how we're going to take this virus? Also, my doctor hat would say that everyone who isn't antibody positive should get vaccinated. Why isn't your doctor hat telling you, okay, these guys that are going to, you know
1: the homicides are everything that I mentioned to you is up, aren't It's you not kind of higher than COVID. Of course it is. I don't
3: think the number of deaths from homicides is higher than well, the number not of homicide. From COVID. No, no,
1: homicide just in LA is up twenty five percent. Sure,
3: but that's twenty five percent is nothing but compared to the rate of death from COVID. How about suicides? And I don't. It's high, It's not higher h- than COVID. There's no way. Uh, if you if you're having, I work in the ER. If you're having suicide deaths more than COVID. I think it would it would make national. So, then so have, then hold on.
2: But yeah. what would you consider an actual COVID death?
3: Someone who has COVID and who died from cardiopulmonary arrest from COVID. Oh, their okay. lungs stopped working or their If they're, they had CHF, they had a pulmonary embolism, yeah, what if they
2: cancer, had like cancer, CHF, dementia, if
3: COPD, if COVID pushed them to over the edge, then COVID was the cause of death. That's like saying if if someone had uh, diabetes, hypertension, whatever whatever and they you know, they hit their head and then they their brain, you know, bled to death. The cause of death was that they hit their head and their brain blood to death
2: mm. well that's the complete opposite of what
0: we meant no
1: no no well no it can't be because if somebody's diabetic they're gonna bleed out more than
3: somebody who's not that's right? not right okay fair but the cause of death was still that they blood in their brain and their brain you know herniated yeah. and they d- it's not the diabetes i wouldn't write like hey they died because of diabetes no no, of course that yeah. it's yeah. it's a sub, it's a yeah. complication of uh, diabetes might have been a, a confound like a contributing factor. But I, so I th-
2: why can't COVID be a contributing factor and COVID not is, the cause of death?
3: Well I mean okay, if you're if we're gonna get so technical where the way that, that let me let me just clarify this. If no, would that person cause, cause have the only reason not why I died, say this
2: is because of the fear mongering behind yeah, it? it. Yeah,
3: I get it. I get it I get it. and I get it. You guys are talking about sick patients that are the typical ones that are dying. Would that person have not died if they didn't have COVID?
2: Eventually, they would.
3: But would they have not died that day? I the, could have the, not died that but day,
2: but a car just struck and hit me, and I died.
3: And the cause of death was the car that struck you. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So Same with the COVID.
2: I understand that, but I'm a perfectly healthy human being. The, the likelihood of me dying of COVID or a car accident or a car hitting me... No, no, I get I, it. I think the likelihood of me getting hit by a car and dying is more likely than me dying of COVID. Knock on wood. So, but
3: if yeah but antibody gets, positive. You can say what that. What, yeah. what if yeah. he
4: gets hit by a car... And then comes to the hospital and they find out. He has COVID. He no, has then COVID. the cause
3: of death is that he got hit by a car. Okay. <laughs> we, don't, we don't do the, you guys, like I know everyone's heard conspiracy theories. I've heard conspiracy theories. People ask me, I'm like, do you charge more if someone's COVID positive? I'm like, bro, my money doesn't change regardless of but what that's the. That's not for the doctor. Well, no, your but salary. This, the, Even the, for the, yeah, no, I am. But, but like, the
4: administration of the hospital
3: has money involved in that. I I I don't think they again I'm I'm not I don't know the numbers. As maybe, yeah, maybe as a doctor, he's not in the billing department. Yeah, maybe we and should we're talk not to financial the advisors. advisors. Yeah, I definitely yeah. not. Re- I'm not a financial advisor. <laughs> the, re- the reimbursement for
1: <laughs> a respirator is not the same as steroids. That everybody knows.
4: So steroids are cheap. Yes,
1: and steroids. I see. Th- this is what this is what annoys me is that there's so much conflicting information. I could I could bring in fifty doctors here who will say steroids kill. If you have COVID, you should stay away from steroids. That was the initial thought. No, no, even today. No, no, the latest evidence is not that. What about the ZPAC? The gold standard is
3: not ZPAC's an antibiotic. It is uh, well, that's Z-Pak's what that,
2: that's what they've been prescribing to people, and it's been helping.
3: Again, the evidence doesn't show that. We don't we, in the and I work looking at guys. I work. My wife,
2: my wife had COVID. Z helped. My brother had COVID. Z helped. That's anecdotal, though. My uncle had Z, took ZPAC, It helped. My mom. Mm. A lot of people.
3: That's that's all anecdotes though. I'm trying, like in terms of like. Where'd you guys get all that Z pack awesome. The doctor yeah. prescribes
2: it, bro. You have.
3: Co- <laughs> also, the the maybe their COVID wasn't that bad and they got better because regardless of what. My they buddy
2: was basically like literally like he's like oh my god I'm dying bro. I, he's like when is this shit gonna get out of me? My wife literally said call your doctor ask him to prescribe you a Z pack. He went and he took the first two. And then the second one, and then the third one. By day three, he was like, "I, I'm ready to get out. Of, I'm ready to get out of the house." Obviously, he didn't get out. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, he didn't get out. But it's to the point where he was, I, he was ready to move forward. I but. could
3: speak with regards to evidence. There's better medications out there than the Z pack that are specifically for antivirals. But for does the- does Z pack help? I don't think so.
2: Well, I mean, how did it help those people then?
3: There, there are clear anecdotes. And COVID, most people will get over COVID. It's like, it's like if I gave you... A, so it's like a placebo, if I, basically? If I cut your hand and I said, here, take a pack," And tomorrow you saw a scab. You're like, wow, it's healing. Like, I just took a pack. But can't technically everything's anecdotal. Yeah. Which, I mean, even if you put him on steroids, right? And mm-hmm. he got better. You'll never know. Because That's why we have scientific studies where he, you do it over tens of thousands of patients. But and then you see a trend. That's where the difference is. We don't work, I don't, doctors don't work off of anecdotes. We don't work off of like, you know what, this patient looks a little better because I did this. We work off of uh, evidence-based medicine where you look at studies that show specific trends and you use that.
1: I'm um, My concern from day one has been that you're, you're not seeing the evidence right now, but I'm 90% certain in 2021 or 2022, you're going to see deaths in every other ca- category skyrocket. And I don't know, these scientists, are they going to look back and say, shit, man, we really fucked up because we shouldn't have encouraged lockdowns. Bec- now we have, instead of X amount of people dead, we have Y amount of dead people dead. And that's my concern is that that's
3: what's going to happen. Uh, it, COVID-, COVID You
4: think w- they're going to accept what you're saying? No,
3: they're never going to accept, no, accept no, it. No, but that's not going to happen, I don't think. The problem is that if you get rid of the lockdowns and you have tons of people that have COVID now, those people that you're talking about that would have died from something else wouldn't be able to get into the hospital. You kind of get what I'm saying. I, if the hospital is flooded with COVID patients, you're not going to have room. To so
2: f- what if what problem. if we do a full on like a legit? We tell everybody, listen. On December 31st, we are doing a full lockdown for two weeks. Go Close lo- Costco. Go, clo- yes. Walmart. Everything. everything. We. It's a complete shutdown of the entire government, stores, schools. Federal buildings, city employees, everything is going to be shut down for two weeks. starting. Do on, what China did. On December and, 31st. And go, nobody
1: gets paid, not even congressmen, nobody nothing, nobody.
2: nothing happens. Basically, go buy your shit, store it for two weeks, your and water, your toilet, pa- your toilet paper, your water, your tampons, everything, and go high. In that two weeks, do you think it would be safe to step outside on January 15th?
3: I think if you gave it three weeks, then yeah, I would say so. I think because it's a two, let's say two and a half weeks, because that's what the virus can do, like... But yeah, I, th- I get what I you're can't, saying. I can't eat chili for I three days. I did,
4: coronavirus is a person. <laughs>
3: I don't think that would <laughs> be... We're all hiding do, from... It yeah. can
4: do this. It can't do that. I know, but it can do it's this. It's a very
3: bizarre... Like, this is not a normal virus. This is not your typical flu. <laughs> because it's not natural. That's why it's But it, if you... <laughs> it's not well, a normal God, virus. Well,
2: <laughs> from what I remember, Ooh, a guy... Strong. From what I remember, it was that's a guy strong. who ate a bat that, you know, this whole...
1: Can thing you patent into virus? No, no, I'm curious. Can you patent a natural virus? No, I don't know. I, You're not allowed to patent anything. I don't, anything that's I don't think you can patent biological na- things. Yeah, you can Well, no, no, no. You cannot patent anything that's made by nature. Oh, really? Yes.
4: So how is Corona patented? Because oh. you answer
1: your question. <laughs> Wait,
4: coronavirus I is patented? Yeah, it is. <laughs> of course, it is. <laughs> so before that. it came out, though. <laughs>
1: but but again, here's the thing. The beauty of life is that time will go on, and wise nuts will be around. And in in a year, year and a half, when this true statistics are out. I, I I hope I'm wrong, but you're going to see that I'm right. The fact that so many more people cuz I, I know look I, I don't I, agree with you. So. I I deal <laughs> with I deal with sicker patients than you do. I don't think so. You don't
3: think so. I work in the ER. How many terminal so patients think, come into the ER? I think ER? we see You could say terminally ill like that are on their deathbed. Yes. How but many in terms come of the ER? like true sickness, we I work in the ER.
1: No, I understand. But
3: yeah. does
1: it get any more Sick than a terminal ill who's on their deathbed, bedbound. Does
3: it get any more? If you're defining sick as close, like in terms of time to death, then fine, you could win that. Which one is higher risk to die from COVID? Your patient, your patient, or my patient? No, okay, that's fair. Yeah. Who?
1: My patient. Yeah. Okay, so any of my patients who've had COVID, I've hadn't, I didn't suggest any of them go to the hospital. They've also survived it. I know so many families where the whole family had COVID. The only, and again, I know you work at the hospital, but the only individual that ended up dying from that family was the one that went to the hospital. Again,
3: I I get it, but it's all anecdotal evidence. <laughs> you guys are painting, you're painting doctors and healthcare no, as no, if it's oh, some... No, 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 we're not, not. We're not, it's not. It is. It's, it's not, like you guys are... No, especially me, I've gone to... It's such a like, joke. Like to, I'm, I'm to a, in way. and out
4: of hospital, man. I would never say anything like that towards doctors because I've been helped the, by doctors. The
3: inference here is that if you go to the hospital, you're going to die. No. I've gone and gotten help at the let doctors. Let me tell you one thing. Let me tell you one thing. I don't make any money or any benefit from anyone dying from COVID. Of
4: course. We get it. My
3: job in the ER is to save people's lives, and that's what I do. Right. I didn't go to Armenia to kill soldiers. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like, you guys are making it seem like when I'm in Armenia, I'm like this great guy. Um, When I'm in the hospital here and a COVID patient comes in, I'm I'm giving them all these, you know, like, when it doesn't make sense. I'm telling you guys like <laughs> When I see that. <laughs> so
1: many 90-year-old terminally ill patients that, su- that survive COVID, it, of course I'm going to question everything. You go off of studies.
3: I go off of real life. I That's go off of cool. what I see too. It's not like I'm just. But here's the thing. I'm just glad to, I don't yep.
4: belong in either one of those. But wait, stuff. you have
2: yeah. to look at it this way as well. I mean, how many people die at home rather than how many people die at the hospital? And then who,
3: uh, who goes to the what? hospital? As the sickest patients go to the hospital. You don't go to the hospital unless you need to go to the hospital. I don't
4: I don't want to step foot in the hospital right now. But like, if you
3: needed to go to the hospital, if you're having a heart attack, you'd probably go to the hospital.
4: Okay, guys, last year this time, how many times did I go to the hospital during our shows? Maybe every two months? True. I think it was I think you went like four times. In a matter of three months. Yeah. Right? Last nine, ten months, you cannot convince I me. Get to it. Go I get why? it. Why? Okay.
1: Why not? Why why have why would you go so often? Why don't you go now?
4: You're scared. I'm scared. What? Even when I was at a level where, oh, my God, I had a cold. First of all, I've tried to take better care of myself. So even that little cold that would bring me down to my knees, I don't have that no more. My co- my yeah. little flu, I was bedridden for a week. I had to have my parents carry me to the emergency with the flu. Yeah, flu. You think I'm going to go take chances? No. <laughs> but the last 10 months, I take better care of myself, Good. and I have the fear of the hospital.
3: I get it. Like I, the hospital right now is, is yeah. Naturally, people are scared you're of it. Have the yeah. fear
4: of it.
2: How many? How many people do you know that have gotten common cold this year?
4: Not too many.
3: Yeah, not not so far. Not that Why? many. Why? I, it's, I it's don't, don't know. Break. Yeah, that's not. Look, I get sick once also, a year. It's but It's not with the, the common season cold. fully yet. We're not, but I mean, this whole year. We're just starting with the season now. Now that it's getting colder. Oh. The flu season yeah. did come. Ask and me again I, in February. Two days I got. We'll have you back in February. Yeah. I think when the
4: change of season happens. Sorry, Arvind. When the change of season happens, I usually get a little minor cold every time we have a season change. Yeah, yeah. And this time I got it, two days, a little bit of, you know. A little tingle. Tingle, yeah. <laughs> two days to get care of myself, good. some ginger tea, back on my feet. As long as it doesn't knock me to my, uh, to the floor where I'm yeah. in bed, I'm good with it. That's it.
3: You, honestly, like, a lot of the times you don't need to come into the hospital. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a place, there's a time and place where you need to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Like, again, in the ER, the last few shifts that I've worked, they're a lot sicker than before because only the sick people are now coming to the ER. It's not you know, like your average yeah. complaints.
4: Bro, you still wait at St. Joe's for two, three yeah. hours. I'm dying to get in there and someone's there with the cut in their finger just chilling. Yeah, yeah.
3: like
1: BS Well, complaints. when you say you're again, see, I think the definition of sick is different for all of us. All, yeah, definitely. Okay, to me, the only time you need to go to the ER is if you've been shot, hit by a car, you know, heart attack. These situations... When that to me, that's when you end up go to the ER. Uh, somebody who has stage four cancer doesn't go to the ER. Why would you go to the ER? What are they going to do for you? They do sometimes for like pain
3: stuff, but I get where you are from. Well, you from. should have pain meds at home, technically, right? You should you know you should have morphine, dilated whatever. Or you if need they at have home. like a complication of cancer, you know, like if so they're, they're if stage they stage four, they have complications. Small bowel obstruction, uh, here's a what stroke. I,
2: Here's what I hate as well. When you're at the ER and like someone has a, comes in with a fever, wrapped up completely. They got like a blanket over them, a hoodie, gloves, and all this shit. They're like, I do and, that all and, the and time. Then, bro.
4: Okay, you have a fever, bro. You're yes. supposed to completely strip down. I understand. But when we take it off, and you're shivering, and you're pale, and you're shivering,
3: you, and you want more clothes. <laughs> take,
2: take it like a man. <laughs> yeah. Take it like a man, bro. If you have a if you Sorry, have a fever, man. you got to basically cool your body off. You don't pack layers on. Just
3: take Tylenol. Just let yeah, yeah that take Tylenol. Too. Obviously if yeah. the, like and that's not medical that's advice. Really Obviously there's a little as far as <laughs> to of female like I feel like each us
4: has our own way of dealing with our own health. And everyone has their own your, little niche that works. Your
1: own your own is fine. Okay. I've taken care of five thousand terminally ill patients. Any one of them, which is a handful of them that have ended up in the ER because they fell and they needed, you know, stitches or whatever. They had some type of bleeding. Those guys always come home with some type of infection, UTI, uh, sepsis, something. Always. Well, remember,
2: hospital isn't the cleanest place. It's it's not a safe
1: place for somebody who's vulnerable. Okay. Of course it is. That's why
2: because it's a hospital.
1: Yes, that's why I say if you're having a heart attack, you go to the ER. You don't go to the ER if you have a cough or a flu. I don't know why people go to the hospital. Listen, bro.
4: There's I, I get I those. It, but no sometimes flu- it knocks you out where you have no energy. I've I've been to the place where I've had my own parents carry me to the hospital with a cold because I can't even keep my own feet up. I I don't have the energy to hold my body. But you're up. a
2: different Ed. You're you're a different type of person. That's the reason you're I mean you're diabetic, so the cold, the flus do they affect you a little bit differently than
1: Because he's not on prophylactics like vitamin D and zinc and everything else. Now I am. Now he is. That's why he's not going to the hospital. As much. It's all about preventive. Yes. You have to be proactive, not reactive. Yes. Once you start becoming reactive, you're done. That's why you end up in the it's er It's about
4: taking good care of yourself, making sure your vitamins and minerals Yes. which we always overlook. Oh. They have to be in space in right take, place.
3: Take so. care of your health before you need to go to the ER. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Definitely. I, uh, I don't get me wrong. I, I
1: respect <laughs> what you, all doctors do, all nurses, everybody. Well, I shouldn't say all because I, I meet too many, you know, crooked ones as well. But, uh, my thing has always been, and I was a 13 year old volunteer at the ER and ICU at Adventist. Uh, cause I wanted to be a doctor like you. I, didn't have what it took, you became one. I didn't, um, but till today, I, I remember it's, it's been how long now 27 years ago that was till today. I, I tell people, don't go to the ER unless you think you're gonna die somehow. Don't go to the ER because you don't need to. You have a doctor, go to your doctor, even those guys. You know, besides
2: that you're taking up the line of somebody who yeah. might really need to go to the ER it's, it's
1: like why do you, why does it take 8 hours for you to be seen at the ER because there's so many schmucks in there taking like you said clogging up the system for absolutely no reason you're you have a fever do some cooling measures you should be fine yeah. depends That's on it. the fever but yeah i mean I mean, I mean i'm i'm
2: sure you see a lot of uh, being an ER you know doctor i'm sure there have been patients where you'll look at them and again i don't mean to bash anybody but you know you'll you'll kind of chuckle and be like all right here take take this yeah there's i mean there's home. always the
3: people where their emergency is different than you know yeah, like of course, the, like what we define as a true emergency like
2: you want you want the you want like the gory stuff yeah, like you yeah. want the stuff where it's yeah. like
3: the crazy action yeah man.
4: hikes the type of guy that likes the ambulance coming in bro yeah. i rem- <laughs> i remember <laughs> i was
1: i remember i was taken to the usc emergency years ago and somebody came in with a shotgun wound that just blown off half his stomach out yeah. and he was right next to me
0: those are, like, That's why shit.
3: the wait in the ER is so long. Because we will prioritize the sickest first. Yeah, And I, that's why it's like sometimes if, we, if you think you're the sickest one, I wish we could show you the actual crazy sickness yeah, we right. see. In that's the why
2: ER. the, that's why when somebody comes in and they say, I have chest pain, it's like, boom, let's
3: you're, go. Yeah, side. let's go. Let's go get an EKG, whatever. <laughs>
4: There's the situations in the ER you see the one area shut off because one person that's kind of losing it up there, they have to shut the whole side <laughs> down because that one person – has to be uh, held down by nurses, cops come in, one area of the ER is shut down just because one person yeah. went crazy.
1: Uh, I think I know what hikes and colleagues are te- texting him right now and are going to tell him tomorrow when he goes back to work they're going to be like
4: What Who the fuck were so those jackals <laughs> telling you what the <laughs> doctors
1: doing especially the guy on the ride why was he telling you about
0: Who are these <laughs> schmucks <laughs> I,
2: I think like, I appreciate you guys yeah, it's, like, it's, what, it's like were you talking about going back in February what the fuck is wrong with you
3: no, it's, uh, I like it I like it no, it's it's, good. you guys are
2: it's fine sm- it's good. bro it's, sm- it's considered small talk bro yeah, 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 literally yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. you guys can with, go with thousands of people watching <laughs>
3: you. <laughs> it's you know c-
1: call it small talk call it uh again i d- pe- pe- people were even talking about uh initially how cuomo you know cuomo is a hero you know he, he, he took charge empty, bro uh what the hell did he take charge of all he did was put See, everybody who had in coveted into nursing he, homes he
4: built a bunch of ventilators that he's sitting <laughs> on right now. So how did that make sense? I know it was in the beginning, but he took sick people from the hospital uh yes. triage and put them into Sniffs.
3: Nursing. And he homes. put them into nursing I don't homes. Th- I don't think it worked like that. I don't think that it doesn't I don't think that's how it worked. Like he actually they the hospitals saw this, the COVID patients and then um they quarantined them if they couldn't be quarantined. Which is when they placed them into sniffs or whatever, whatever. So why were there so many deaths at in sniffs? I mean if you're placing the Covid patients, If, you're putting the yeah, if you don't have them in the center, hospital and you're putting them into sniffs that need some kind of nursing care, that's what I mean. Yeah, I mean they're going to die anyway. You don't if you can't sustain them in the hospital. I, I think their hospitals. But then, then it doesn't make too. sense
4: to take them to where even sicker people are actually there. Does exactly.
3: If you're if you're Covid positive already, you're not going to get. More COVID positive, oh, by but
4: next, the, you know? not everybody at those centers was COVID positive. No, they weren't. No, no. Until I think, we I, they, they,
3: introduced it to them, they were. Oh, you're saying like early, early on when we yeah. didn't even know. Yeah. I mean, maybe yeah, if they couldn't. If and and that's the and thing that's too. In New York, we didn't have Cornwall. tests, like we didn't have testing capacity back then, so you couldn't truly tell if they had COVID or not. So we did. I mean, not that we did, but like it spread because. How much does
4: inflammation and COVID have in common?
3: Um, your anything that causes an inflammatory response, like an actual reaction to the virus, is an inflammatory process. So which, yeah, which is inflammation be related? to yeah. but inflammation is a very broad thing. You know, so is that is why? C-
4: so that's why hormones work. No,
3: steroids. Steroids? Steroids. steroids. Sorry, steroids, steroids work only, because of that. They only work in the sickest. Is okay, the studies that we're finding, right. like the ones that like their lungs are turning white, like on the, yeah. from an X-ray? That, that's the one where steroids work because now you're literally chilling the immune system out, so you could kind of give are it you, something. Are you guys using plasma as well or no? Not, not I. We so. do, yeah. I think we do. I don't use it in the ER. That's like because it takes a bunch of tests to do and it takes a few hours, and that that's what they'll do inpatient. But we do steroids. We do remdesivir.
4: Let's say someone feels like they have the COVID. They go test positive they don't feel good they want to go to a the hospital there's a triage for them or they just go into the main entrance no the no
3: hospital? there's a there's a specific section where we okay. test the covid patients but you'll yeah. be sent home i uh, know yeah. yeah if you if your oxygen level is okay you're gonna and you're COVID, you know you have covid quarantine yeah
4: oxygen quarantine, levels quarantine. go off of age right
3: no no oxygen levels typically are are you should have good 98 oxygen it's not related yeah, 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 usually yeah
0: <laughs> I know, but if you're older,
4: 95 is a good number if to you're, have.
3: If you're a smoker, stuff like that, it'll be a little lower. But typically, even with age, you know, like even if you're 90 and you have okay lungs, they should be doing like 97 plus.
4: 97 okay. plus.
3: I know a lot of people initially were asking about COVID in Armenia
1: currently, especially we're hearing a lot of stories that, you know, thousands of cases on a weekly basis. Uh, what's is it what's the reason behind that and
3: is there any truth to that and what how are they remedying that right yeah, now yeah the when i was in armenia look granted we're not wearing masks right now but i think we all know like the risks for us um granted in armenia the people aren't wearing masks when they need to like it's not there's it's nowhere near as like uniform as here here people are wearing masks on the street really compared to Armenia, I thought it's the opposite I thought no. it's the opposite yeah, no I
4: thought way. everybody was wearing masks because I've masks.
1: seen so many people like live videos of them getting pulled over for
3: like eating a walnut while pulling his mask like when I was there like just a few days ago it was I think no there was a
4: time really of war like and people just yeah they were just like screw we have screw more important things has. to worry about Yeah,
3: maybe yeah and right. everyone in Armenia smokes everyone in Armenia smokes all men um, yeah all men in Armenia smoke so you know you s- they're the ones that are getting more <laughs> it's more risky you know yeah.
2: yeah, I I think as far We're as smoking. if if you have if you have any obviously respiratory issues or anything <laughs> like that, I know John's comments are freaking crazy, bro. Uh, if you have any respiratory issues, I think every every person should have a pulse ox at
1: home.
3: <laughs> I want to see. <laughs> I, I want to see his last see comment. Okay, I did, I did. Oh my god, he's fucking crazy, yeah, bro. It. Do you want to respond to that doc? Or? I'm trying. I can't. I don't even know what it is. There it is. Here, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> here, can you see it? Oh, my God. <laughs> you should get checked. <laughs> <laughs> Do a manual check yourself yeah. first. I was like, I,
2: I, I read it, and I'm like, don't look at Arnold. Oh don't, don't look at Arnold. Don't look at Arnold. so funny. Uh, guys, anything else you guys want to touch base on before we call it a night?
1: Uh, Levick says if you've been exposed to a COVID
3: person, how, how soon should you get tested? Right away. Uh, okay, yeah, that's a difficult question because you might not become positive for like a day or two it takes a while. There is no good answer as to when you should get tested. Like that's that I I can't give a good answer. If it were me personally, I'd get tested the next day and isolate in, this, in the meantime. And then if I'm if I'm still negative and I'm worried, I would test again the next day. So, I but I would isolate if you had like good contact with someone who was positive.
2: There you go. Gentlemen,
1: anything right. else?
3: Uh, Hakoop says Pasadena is not going to follow
1: the restaurant. Of uh, Pasadena restaurants are not going to follow the mandate to uh, lockdown which which is good good Pasadena
4: for them. oh yeah I don't I know thought orange order. county' is doing that I, I, I saw something about Orange county sheriff saying they're just not going to enforce it
1: I don't think anybody should follow it I think they should remain open you you don't feel comfortable stay home you're you have comorbidities underlying conditions stay home you're you're frail whatever your situation stay home underlying issues yes. stay home don't Put people out of business. There's too many people that have gone out of business already, millions around the country. They're, none of these stimulus tech checks are going to uh, help out these business owners. The stimulus checks only help out the people who are already on welfare and food stamps and everything else, Section 8. They there's an Lockdowns, no lockdowns, nothing affects them anyways. They're probably doing better now financially than they did Of course they, they are. Anybody who's the, on
2: unemployment right yeah. now who's basically making under $20 an hour is making more money now than they were working.
1: Interesting. Economically. Yeah, yeah. Because I I have personally never... Small business is dying right now. I've been here for 33 years. I've never seen so many commercial for lease signs in my life. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's a
3: lot of... Never. Never, yeah.
2: Yeah, the commercial industry on our end is... Is cr- it's crazy we're, we're seeing what we saw in 2007, 2008 Do you think
4: it'll trickle to the uh, residential soon? No,
2: not in the residential Because the people that are Like I said The people that are purchasing homes They're f- they're going through these people fi- On a financial level With like a very thin comb And we keep going back to You know Oh, people are buying homes in Glendale That are a million dollars $1. 1.2, 1. 1.3 Which is the average Basically in Glendale now In Burbank And I tell them who who would buy a million dollar home? Number one, you need to put twenty percent down, which is basically you know two hundred thousand yeah. dollars. And somebody who has saved up two hundred thousand dollars, or has an
1: SBA loan. Well, here's the thing: Ooh. the SBA
2: loan is the underwriters look at it, and if you have an SBA loan under your business, there's a big possibility that
0: <laughs> which
2: happened. Four of my loans right. got dropped because of it. So anybody, wow. and, and besides that, they look at your income and they say, okay. Your your payment's gonna be like five, six thousand dollars. If you could afford a five, six thousand dollar payment, what are you doing for a living? Again, we talked about this with when Omar was on the podcast and again the quarter numbers came out again, prices have gone up again.
1: Because there's no inventory.
2: Well, supply and demand, baby. Yeah. Supply and demand. Inventory continues to stay low, demand continues to grow, the price is gonna continue going. Do you think the banks are releasing
4: homes on a There
2: are no foreclosures? Why? Because the home prices have adjusted so much from the 2007-2008 crash where they those people that were upside down are right side up now. There's people that have basically yeah, yeah. not paid payments. They bought their house for $700,000. Find me a $700,000 house in Glendale. Find the me an $800,000 well, house in Glendale. Find me a $900,000 house in Glendale. I have six clients right now looking for a million-dollar property in Glendale. They don't give a shit what condition it's in. When we go into properties and we put in offers, you have 16, 17 people competing with you. Jesus. So when you have 16, 17 people competing with you and one person wins it, that means there's 15 people so that are looking for a home.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. Damn. But keep this in mind, though. The fina- financial economic ramifications of the lockdowns haven't surfaced yet.
2: It's changing the way people are doing business now.
1: No, no. Uh, what I'm saying is the people that are going to be filing bankrupt BKs and everything else, It's it, it, that hasn't trickled down yet. I mean, it's going to take a good 6 to 12 months, maybe even 18 months for for all of these ramifications for us to actually be experiencing it.
2: Well, here's what's going on as well. A lot of people that worked from an office space where... Uh, a business was operating from a large office. By the way, sorry, Doc. I mean, no, no, you're right? good. I, I like. Listen. I'm learning a lot about uh, this. That, that would work out of an office, right? Yeah. And they're they're working in a high rise. Those businesses now are saying, "Wait a minute. You know what? I don't need this office anymore. Let's overhead actually- just dropped. Overhead just dropped. Now they don't have to pay rent anymore. So they're kind of adjusting as far as." their
4: business Standard. they can incentivize their employees to do better from home. How many people With are that worth money, from
1: home yeah. though, man? That's yeah. that's all temporary. Certain uh, it, industries can do that. Life is a, gonna
2: a, change, every... mark my words. There's gonna be so many industries where every, a Absolutely. lot of people are going to be working from home and no longer in a cubicle. Medicine too is like
3: that. Yeah. Medicine, we do a lot of virtual stuff. I'll guarantee you, even pharmacy,
2: now. bro. Yeah. Fa- you'll see that pharmacy, instead of having a couple of pharmacists at a hospital, they'll probably have one pharmacist and a machine-based. Amazon is taking
4: over the pharmacy industry. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, I've heard of that too. The yes.
4: pharmacy industry is done yeah. in the you, next two years.
3: That's going to be crazy. Guys, that's crazy. Yeah. hike.
2: Thank you. Dr. Hike. Sorry. Yeah, you. We call <laughs> it. We call Dr. Like, Dr. Well, Antibillion. Dr. Antibillion. Doc- Antibillion. Doc- Antibillion. Uh, thank you appreciate it thank you so much for everything you did man you're a true hero really not not, not everybody well there aren't a lot of people that actually packed up (laughs) went to the motherland and did what you did and saw what you saw and came back and i'm sure there have been nights where you've kind of laid in bed and just thought about what you saw and you were like shit man like it's it's, it's unbelievable but hey you know what man keep doing what you're doing and you know what keep fighting the good fight and we're definitely going to have you back. And as far as plans for the future, we're hoping to hear those plans as well, man, for yeah, Armenia, for the good. motherland. Awesome.
1: Everybody else, happy, well, have a happy time I what? have one thing to say. Thank you, Ramon, <laughs> from Zoto Band. You guys check out Ramon's band Zoto on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. If you like rock music, you're going to love their music. I've heard these guys live when we used to be able to go to live concerts. Poor guy. Um, Zoto. Zolto Z-O-L-T-O
4: Zolto, Z-O-L-T-O. Zol-to. Oh, I didn't see cool the L and Zolto that is a nice name though. that is a cool it name is. it is very nice very talented
1: group of guys I've known Ramon for 20 some years now I we uh, went to school together so and how long Way have you been, been out of school Ramon. more than that
0: 20,
4: wow 25 years Man, you're about yeah. to get the SSI so long <laughs> talking about bro?
2: <laughs> oh gosh guys <laughs> thank you so much again for tuning in on this beautiful Monday have a happy Thanksgiving We'll see you guys next Monday. Again, this video is going to be saved. Somebody just asked. Video is going to be saved. It's going to be up on YouTube tomorrow. It'll be on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio on Wednesday. So you could on Thanksgiving when you're having your dinner with the 10 people outside. Hopefully it's not raining. You could play the podcast and listen to it at the same time. Have a blessed week. We'll see you guys next Monday.
3: Thank you. (laughs)